What's up, YouTube? I'm Robert, and this is the Biker Bar Podcast live stream episode 94. This one is going to be a rather impromptu uh, show because, um, well, I'm supposed to go out of, out of town with the lady today or this weekend, and for whatever reason, that just didn't play out the way that it was supposed to. And since we're going on vacation in like a week, I wanted to joke, go ahead and do a show anyway because it's been sparse this summer. I also just realized as I was getting ready for this show that I never put the podcast of last week out. So those of you guys that um, are wondering why it's not on the, um, the podcast apps, it's because I'm apparently forgetful. So tomorrow there will be two. So that'll be fun. Anyways, I want to uh, mention a few things to you guys. Do me a favor. If you like, like the uh, shirts that you see me wearing, the biker shirts, like this uh, demonetized one that I have on right now. Um, you can swing by the, the biker shop on uh, biker.com, b1kr.com. And there's a bunch of shirts over there. And basically, if you buy one, it's like giving me five bucks and you get a cool shirt. So the prices aren't like, oh my God, I can't believe he's, he's selling that t-shirt for 30 bucks. He's probably making a fortune. No, I always set him $5 more than um what they cost and so that is what it is it, it would be uh it helps out the channel whenever whenever people buy the merch and stuff like that and honestly i've never seen somebody randomly wearing one of the biker shirts that would be really cool that and the stickers i've never driven past like a car just randomly on the highway and saw a biker sticker on the window which is like one of my life goals right now so if you want a sticker you can swing by patreon and join the five dollar tier i think it's called the happy hour tier and you get a sticker pack and then if you're in northern california or somewhere else that i tend to be put it on your window drive around all the time wait for me to fall, fall, find it and then i'll be super excited you got you'll make my year if you have a biker sticker on your window the new sticker pack actually has a biker bar sticker in the sticker pack as well as a biker sticker. So if you're a podcast listener only, now we got something for you there too. Which reminds me, I need to make a biker bar shirt. I will do that maybe sometime this week. And I'll put that up on the shop and you can check it out. So there's some fun stuff over there. I took a bunch of old stuff down. So those of you guys that bought the uh, bought that merch, it's gone. So you're you're like an OG biker fan now. Anyways, <clears throat> outside of that, please do me a favor, swing by my social media like Instagram or Facebook and give me a follow over there because I like seeing those numbers rise. And if you want more content that doesn't cost anything, that's the easy way to do it. It's free. Let's go over there and, and do that. You know what else is free? Hitting the subscribe button. If you hit the subscribe button at the bottom of the YouTube channel, that would be rad because um, I'd like to see us hit like 4,000 subscribers here soon. And um, that would be a pretty, I think that's a steep order from where I'm at right now. So what are we at? August 1st. And I'm looking for another thousand subscribers. So how many of you guys that haven't hit hit subscribe can hit subscribe now? And let's, let's see this thing grow. On top of that, if you like the episode, leave a comment. Like if there's something that you, that you find that's like interesting, leave a comment. I don't get a whole lot of comments on the Biker Bar podcast videos, so they're always fun to come in and chat with pe people that way. 
anyways, I'm rambling. This show's, like I said, going to be impromptu. There might be some guests that show up other than Cali Rado. It might just be him and I. I guess we'll find out how this plays out. The only one way to do it, bring him on. What's up, man? What's up, Big Danny? Speaking of impromptu, this might be the first ever broad. Well, this not might be. This is the first ever broadcast from what I'm dubbing the unsubscribatorium. Uh, I don't actually have a name for this thing yet, but the soundproofing is not quite in. If you had views on this thing, I've got like eight foot soundproofing panels just laying against the wall because I had them in the garage, but they don't fit in here. I got stuff on order, but it's not here. But I said, bikers doing a biker bar. I'm jumping in. There you go. I don't think you like. Do you really think you need that all that soundproofing? I mean, you're 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 sounding pretty good right now. Was it? It's like not. Kind of, it's not bad. I can hear a little bit of reverb in here. So I've got panels coming in. I'm gonna put stuff on the ceiling to negate it, and then maybe some carpets on the hardwood floor, and it'll sound dead as a doornail. Yeah, right. I on, think it's man. a saying, right? I think so. So can we, start, when, can we start right off, by the way, as a I've got a mountain biking cocktail tip. I've just come up with this and uh, I think oh. it's pure, pure genius. You know how like tequila when you go to Mexico has a worm in it sometimes. OK, OK, here's my here's the mountain biking uh, equivalent. All right. A glass of whiskey and a gummy worm. Right. The, oh. This is like the ultimate trail snack. And then you right. go one of those and go. On those. Ooh, there you go. I want you to get really wasted while we're on the show. Because no, that's I'm, not going to happen. My wife will yell at me. <laughs> yeah, but I'll be egging you on. I mean, believe yeah. me, it's going to be good because no. it's like this. I'm not drinking right now, mm-hmm. and I want to vicariously get drunk through somebody, and you're in front of me with a glass of alcohol. So I feel like if we want to do that, we would just get Moonlight Leatherfoot right in front of us, and uh, this just, debauchery would ensue. Just let him loose, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, absolutely. If anybody could do it, he could. I believe it. He definitely could. He, uh, he, I, I hit him up the other day and he, he did something to his back. He said he's not gonna be able to ride for a couple of weeks. So that's a bummer. I, I, um, I don't know. Do you you ever have any back issues? I do. And it's funny because like, maybe that's aging ourselves. Right. But like, I've got that. Everybody's always, this is that sciatica. It's that lower back. And like every few months it'll just pop up and then it just ruins a week of my, like, yeah. yeah, Cause you're, then it it seems like it goes up to the upper back and then your upper back's hurting and it's just, it's a cascade of pain. You know, I um, I found that I think it's like, I don't know what the sciatica is. Like, we could just throw some fucking, like, it's like gluten. It's like, yeah. it's like when people say gluten, I still don't know what it means. Like, yeah, yeah. they just say, oh, your sciatica probably hurts. I'm like, yeah, that's probably oh, yeah. it. Yeah. I always, the one I always refer to, which is probably not it either, is the IT band. Yeah. So that's like kind of comes along the side, supposedly. I don't know. I do IT. So I figured, oh, yeah, I got one of those. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, what I found is just stretching. Honestly, every time my back kind of gets out of whack, I just have to stretch a bunch. But I have this problem with everything in my life that's like an ailment. As soon as I do enough work to make it slightly go away, I think I'm cured. And then I don't do anything until it comes back. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm fixed. And then stop stre- stretching. And oddly enough, it comes, <laughs> comes right, right back. back. I think you're 100% right. You know, I think I, I listened to or no, I read the David Goggins book and there, that guy pushed so hard at one point. He says his body shut down. He couldn't walk anymore. He couldn't get out of bed like it was like so bad. And then he realized like his buddy had been telling him like you just need to stretch. And so he, he eventually started stretching and it solved all his problems. It seemed like so it's like oh, wow. with regularity, I suppose, is really the biggest trick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's definitely I'm just so bad at it. 
I think we yeah. all are. The, the only person who's not, I can tell you right now, is MTB Allen. That guy's an absolute stretching maniac. When we when we went riding in SoCal recently, he does pre-ride stretches, and I'm very jealous that I didn't know how to do them. Like, because uh, he had a he had a friend that did the same stretching routine, and I was like, well, I want to know how to do that. It's like that. Yeah. that they were like, like a handshake like a Pilates that, class, and you were the guy yeah. in the back, like like just doing everything wrong. <laughs> it's like the eight year old in the in the ballerina class. She didn't study too well, so right. she's just looking at the other kids, and she can't quite keep up. You know, right, right, bless her right. heart. Bless yeah. her heart. I feel that way every time I do a class at the gym and everybody's like all synchronized, like the Macarena yeah. and shit. Mm -hmm. And I'm just back there, like running into walls and bumping into people and stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry, man. Oh, not my first time. Whoopsie. Yeah, yeah. 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 You know, so I am. Um, I, I, the reason I asked about the back thing is just a couple of weeks ago, me and a buddy of mine were pushing a, like a big old tree, like, like telephone pole sized tree log off a trail out in Sly Park. Yeah. And I don't know, man, just the way I was pushing or the way I was standing, it was like, dude, the next day I couldn't get out of bed. Like it was like in bed all day, like muscle relaxers. And, you know, oddly enough, what made it go away is I started stretching and <laughs> I need that to make that a more regular habit. Also, I've discovered that it does help. It's like, oh man, I just need to sit down and do it. Were yeah. you out there with Kyle the other day, chopping some stuff down too? I went out there with him. We were doing a little recon. I um, how much of this should I actually say? <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's talk about some illegal shit. You guys were riding do. trail eight, is what you were doing, and there was yes, a tree in the yes, way, and yes. you had to clear it. Is what would yeah. I get? Yeah, yeah. That that's what he wanted to do. Yeah, and yeah. he he wanted to borrow, I guess, like a chainsaw, a hand chainsaw from you. Yeah, he did. I threw it in the back of my truck, but he, the, the time frame just didn't work. I was like, I'm home between four and four 30. That's your window. <laughs> like mm -hmm. I'll throw the chainsaw in the back if you can, but he didn't want to bring an actual chainsaw out. Cause he's worried about starting forest fires, which I don't blame him. I'm scared yeah. to fart in the forest lately for fear right. of starting a fire. So I had one of those chainsaws, those hand held chainsaws in my bag and I was going to give it to him at the end of the ride. But the chain on mine was probably only like 24 to 36 inches. Right. Is yours longer than that? No, I think mine might be the same thing. I was, it was yeah. given to me by Todd the saw, but I've never had to use it yet, but I really want to, but yeah, I think yeah. it's not quite long enough. Yeah. I bought that one. Like back whenever I used to like carrying an extra 20 pounds of shit that I never would use. And uh, <laughs> it was in my bag for a long time. And I don't know. In the last year or two, I, I really started turning into this minimalist on the trail. And so now it's just in my, like my duffel bag that I go riding with. And, uh, I was like, yeah, I got one of those. I give it to you. And when we took it out, he's like, oh, this isn't going to fit around the tree. And I'm like, dude, if this isn't going to fit around the tree, you should maybe reevaluate how you're going to cut this tree. <laughs> he went out there with a hatchet and he was working at it for like three hours. Apparently. Oh yeah. I was I like, there's gotta be a better solution to this. Yeah, there was one like tree that we were we came up on as we were riding, and he's like, "Yeah, that tree I'm trying to cut's about this size." And I'm looking at it, and I'm like, "You're an idiot!" <laughs> like, 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 like you, you, you might as well be like one of those guys in prison that's like cutting through steel with dental floss. <laughs> you know, like, like yeah, you got 16 years to do it; it'll work, but. Yeah. Like it doesn't make any sense in what you're doing right now. So Kyle is the Andy Dufresne of mountain biking is what we've just, what we've discovered here. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, you know, and that brings up another thing. We're going to turn this into a two hour rant of yeah. things that piss me off. Yeah. And <laughs> we'll just start with this. The other day 
I was riding on um, on connectors. So those of you guys that are in in Northern California and Auburn, there's a really fun flowy. Or those of you guys that aren't there, you, you I mean, I actually explain yeah. it for the people that don't know it. <laughs> you just inceptioned, I think, this audience. Yeah, I know. But yeah, I like yeah. talked myself in and out of that situation. <laughs> but uh, anyways, it's like a real flowy kind of roller coaster trail. You get to go pretty pretty quick on it and it has some kind of blind turns and dips in it and uh i'm going we're me and my buddy are cooking down i haven't been on that trail in a while and we're just floating along we turn one of these corners and there's a big like i don't know probably like maybe 10 inch kind of tree that's laying over the trail and i mean the trunk and its whole thing is probably i don't know 20 20 feet long 20 25 feet something like that it's getting very phallic robert Right, right, right. Yeah. I mean, it had these big sack of balls <laughs> on the end of it. Um, they were like tree nubbles <laughs> or something. No. Yeah. So anyways, like my buddy and I stop and we're like, man, well, looks like we can get this thing off, off the trail. And the two of us ended up like working our way and get, getting it off the trail. Right. So everybody else can come through there and not screw up their, their Strava times. And, uh, the thing that irritated me was we passed like several groups of like large groups of people that were riding on that ride. And it was like, so here you are riding with like six of your buddies and you come up on a tree and you can't move it out of the fucking way. And it takes like two guys to move it out of the way. And I guess that's my PSA to everybody is what I'm getting at. If you come up on something and it's possible for you to fix that situation, do it. Don't just take the lazy route and be like, oh, man, that sucks. There's a tree in the way and step over it and keep going. You know, That's a clear indicator that no, a nobody in that group has ever built a trail, obviously, because if yeah. you had like some that excites you a little bit. Once you've like built something you're like, oh, I get to clear it out of the way. Like and yeah. I get to contribute like there's something fun about that. But yeah, yeah, these people like obviously didn't even put any effort. They just don't understand like what it is, what a trail is like. It's like there, there's more that goes into it than just like showing up and, and riding it, guys. Well, and I think not only that, I think it's like it's, it's like, this is all of ours, you know, like yep. it belongs to all of us. And like, if you had a, a freaking, I don't know, like a two by four in your house that was covering half the doorway that every time somebody turned the corner would run into it, you'd be like, Oh, well maybe I should move that two by four. Yeah. You know, like, like, so it's the same thing there. It's like, come on, man. Like take some, some like initiative to maybe keep somebody else from getting hurt or to like help somebody else have a good time where you're, you're like, you're there, you know? I wonder how much of that we're going to see at, in the post COVID world where everybody got a bike and, and nobody quite is f fully familiar with etiquette yet and things like that. That probably wasn't this situation, but I have a feeling yeah. there's going to be more of that sort of stuff where it's like people don't quite understand all the logistics and it's kind of up to us to shepherd them. And hopefully they'll find one of our videos one day that'll say like, Hey, don't be a dumbass," And then maybe they'll figure it out. I don't know. Yeah, that would. I, I think that the chance of them finding one of our videos is right about where you screwed that whole rant up. Yeah, like, totally. Like, like it was a good chance that they could learn something along the way, but through one of our videos, <laughs> yeah, not no. very likely. It's a good point. That's a solid point you make there. Yeah, yeah. They'll stumble apart upon the Dickbeard video one day, and they'll be like, "Wow, that was really insightful. I understand trail etiquette now." Yeah, right. The crashing dad coming in here. Yeah, I know, right? I was just saying, I was going to tell him I have a, a have a link on Slack if he wants to come join. So, but now I just said it out loud. There's no sense in me continuing to type that sentence. Yeah, good point. <laughs> Efficiency. Hey Siri. Yeah. Invite crashing dad. 
Thanks. Got it. So, so here's one that now you just remind me of another one of my rants. I want to know like how Amazon stops Alexa from answering commercials on your TVs. Like, like do they commercials a lot? Huh? Do they say Alexa in commercials a lot? Oh yeah. All the time. They're like, they're, they're commercials for like for her service. Right. Or there's one the other day where they're like, said the schlampa's name and then they're like start my car or whatever you know and she's they're like oh yeah it's great she starts the car and um i'm like do they like load those commercials into like the amazon database so whenever that device hears it then they're like yeah disregard that because so the, so the first question is though i'm assuming you don't have an alexa or do you yeah i do Okay, so it's not, it's literally not triggering them. Cause I know there was one instance, South Park aired an episode where they said it as many times as they possibly could and just bombarded people. There, uh, <laughs> it was the greatest thing in the world. It, like just totally trolled everyone. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I wonder how, how you got, uh, yeah, I don't know what the deal is. Like, yeah, wonder, that's interesting. Like, I wonder how they pull that off with commercials and stuff like that. Cause see, I don't have an Alexa, so I don't, I don't have it triggering anything yeah. yet, but I could see that being an absolute nightmare. Because, I mean, they even do the Siri one, though. They, they do the, like, hey, Siri on TV and stuff. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how it works. But anyways. Too much damn technology. On. And none of, it, oh. none of it works properly when we want it to. Haven't we discovered that well yeah, enough? Right. Jeez. Right. So what, um, what, what intrigued you to go build that, that mini house, tiny house in your backyard? Um, more, more important than anything, it was because, uh, we have two kids and they both need their separate rooms now. And at this point, uh, the housing market's gone absolutely bonkers, Robert. Like, yeah, it has. If you look at buying like a five bedroom house in, even in like not West Sacks, Sacramento, wherever it's like well into like over half a million. Yeah. And I just didn't want to drop that. Like we've got a pretty small mortgage at the moment. So it was like the, a great opportunity to just kind of throw this studio out here give her the second room and it's substantially lower cost than even just adding a home remodel. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's going to be a rad little setup and uh, it's weird because I'm kind of isolated out here. Like, cause it's fully, uh, you know, insulated and everything. So once you close the door, it's like, ah, it's weird not hearing sounds in the house now. Yeah. It's good, yeah. It's good and bad. Did you have to get a per like a permit for that or no? So my understanding is anything uh, like 120 square feet or below does not require a permit. And this is 120 square feet. So so even if like, did it have a foundation and everything? Yeah, I had the guys put in a foundation. It's basically just a raised found leveled foundation and it's fully insulated also. So the insulate it's insulated under sides, top, everything, which is pretty rad, especially in SAC. And I've got a split HVAC unit in here. So it's got full on air conditioning and it's super quiet. I dig it. Wow. It's like, again, this is the first time really being in here. I just got the desk in yesterday and it's still temporary because I got some other stuff on order. So the build is still ongoing. Hmm. But it's pretty I cool. Was thinking, I was thinking about like building an actual wall in my garage where like I kind of do all my stuff at. That way I could put an air conditioner in there because that's the whole reason I'm in the house right now. Those of you guys that are watching, you see I got the the TV with the, the biker bar splash page on the back or <laughs> screensaver, whatever you want to call it. And uh, I don't know, man. I keep thinking about it, but uh, just can't, I can't bring myself to building a wall. What I really want to do is take the roof off that thing and put a second floor on it, but oh, it's so much money. Yeah. See, I thought it was going to be cheap until one of my neighbors like did exactly that. And I was like, Oh, sweet. Now I can find out how much it is in my head. I thought like 50 grand, 
Yeah. And um, maybe they went a little bigger than what I'm expecting to go. But they were like, yeah, no, it, was, it wasn't that bad. It was $180,000. And I was Oof. like, yeah, Oof. that's not like whatever happened to like, why can't I just go out and pull the fucking roof off and just like frame it up my own damn self? Like, apparently you're not allowed to do that anymore. Because basically, uh, stepbrothers happened. Like people were doing that, and the world, it was just collapsing on them. There's so much room for activities, and then they were just dying. Probably yeah, there's blood I'm everywhere. I'm sure Why if you moved you to Mexico, you'd have no problem doing that. But unfortunately, here they do want you to do it somewhat legal. But that was the same principle. I was like, maybe we'll do an addition to the house. And everyone I talked to is like, it's going to be well over a hundred thousand just to add a small room. I was like, well, I could do this for half, less yeah. than half that cost. Then I've got my own little setup out here and I'm doing the landscaping around it right now. It's going to look rad, man. It'll, you I know, even but, thought to myself, I was like, how hard is it to get a contractor's license? Like I'll go get a contractor's license and then I can do it myself or something, you know? Like I don't, cause it's like some it's, it's California is what it is though. Yeah. Like, cause my buddy told me in, in like Georgia, you can do whatever you want on your land. That's it's true. Like yeah. you, you, you like pour a foundation, build another house. They're like, they don't give a shit, man. Like if it falls down on your head, that's your problem. Yep. You know, like, but yeah. yeah, see, I just with the time schedule that I have, like having a local contractor just take it over and put it up for me, that was the best thing that you could possibly do. If you guys haven't seen this, uh, I did a video on this, just a short one, but basically, like the local contractor gets hired out, they come in and they they basically build the thing for me, and they had it basically completed in less than two weeks. And it would have taken me months because you know, I've got an hour and a half a day to maybe tackle something like this. It's it was unfeasible. So I was happy to pay the extra money to get it assembled for me because yeah, yeah there's just no way. There's just no way. I just get irritated whenever I get quotes for that stuff. Every time I want to have somebody do something, I get a quote and I'm like, Nope. Well, you see the like, labor cost. You're like, Nope. That's what I'm talking about. Like I can't handle it. I'll be like, you know what, man, I really want to rebottle this bathroom. I'm going to get a quote. Got in, like income tax coming. Like, um, as soon as I get the quote, I'm like, oh no, I'm not paying that much for somebody else to do this. Now it's funny that you mentioned bathrooms because on the same topic of that, our 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 bathroom sink got totally clogged. So I was like, all right, let me just let me put something down there. Uh, still, stink. still didn't work. Stink didn't work. I was like, all right, let me pull the pipes across and let me let me get. And then it took me like this is three to four hours in, maybe something. I finally like I go back to Home Depot, get another snake, a smaller one. I go get this other thing that's like a pressurized thing to push pressure down the line. None of yeah. this stuff works until I pull all the piping out from under the sink, and wow. I was able to get a coat hanger that I pulled out, which is you know cost me absolutely nothing and i should have just gone with that in the first place i stick the coat hanger down the pipe and then i finally find this like ball it looks like a dead mouse but it's not it's just a ball of gunk right yeah but we're talking about like six hours maybe of investment time between drive time and doing all yeah. this and then i had to go buy a whole new sink assembly because i tore it all apart <laughs> and I, didn't, I couldn't put it back together and so i went and bought this whole sink assembly so i had to learn how to do this we're talking 10 to 15 hours of investment time i get it all back together with a putty and all this stuff i never had to do this before put it all back together and what does it do oh perfect it's flowing just perfect but it's leaky as hell so <laughs> i i am absolutely happy for at this point just call a plumber and be like this is something look there are plenty of things that we do in our lives that we're like, dude, I'd love to learn how to do that. That's yeah. not one of them. And it never will be. I hated that. I hated the experience. I'm like, go call a plumber. I'm out. I'm done. That's it. You're done. I'm done. After, dude, <laughs> imagine like spending all the time and then turning the, the faucet on and then underneath the sink, it's just like leaking everywhere. I'm like, fuck. 
So yeah, yeah, it's never, never has anything been more frustrating. And that's probably why I don't work on my bike a lot either, Robert. It's because the same thing's going to happen. I'm going to spend ten hours trying to put a chain on, and then uh, it's just going to fall apart on me. Yeah. For the record, I know how to put a chain on. I was going to say, you don't know how to put a chain on. Like, did you <laughs> for the record, I know how to do kid? that. Yeah. <laughs> like, like that was like, like anybody that's close to my age is like, that was like a rite of passage of being a child is like, you at least had to be able to put the chain back on your BMX bike, man. Yeah. I will say we were out at, uh, we were, we rode sky park and then we rode snow summit. When I was down in Southern California last week and, uh, coming down snow summit, I was just hit the pedal and pop to chain full on just link popped off. So we had to do a, um, you know, repair there. And then, uh, then I had another, a tire puncture. So I had to put bacon in the tire and oh, I actually yeah. never had had to, I've been lucky. I've never had to put bacon in a tire for the last almost three years. And then finally had to do it. The last couple of times I've had to use those. I had, to, I have some that I carry with me that are actually for ATVs. Yeah. They're like way thicker. And I ended up having to use those. I haven't used a regular bacon strip in a while. I was surprised it actually worked. Honestly, with my luck that day, I was surprised it worked. Yeah, I saw you like try to kill some lady. <laughs> Wait till you guys see this damn footage. So oh, like, that's not out public. No, no, it's going to be. He's going to put it in the video. He's like, is it okay? I'm like, yeah, I don't care. Like, it's not like I have a professional, like people don't look at me as professional writer. Well, yeah. except for the news. But, yeah. you know, like I don't take myself that seriously, obviously. So I'm like, if somebody sees me crash like an idiot, like that doesn't hurt my persona like, at all. Stop in the middle of the trail and just like set up a picnic because that's kind of what it looked like. <laughs> that's basically what it was. Yeah, I almost killed Rad Dad a couple of times doing the same thing. But basically, like we're hauling ass down. They take me down these trails. And then, of course, because uh, Alan rides them every day, he knows these trails absolutely perfectly. Right. We're hauling ass down. He's way out in front at this point already. Right, like. Right. And I'm a timid rider because I one I don't want to get injured, but two like I'm not that great of a rider, you know. Like so, especially when you're I coming off of like not than, riding, then you're giving yourself credit for. Yeah, but at the same time, like I hadn't ridden in like two weeks because I was dealing working on the shed. Then it was also yeah. a, like I was kind of like a, I didn't feel Definitely like riding timid. Yeah, so I was yeah. riding timid. I wasn't feeling confident in the bike. It's like if if I had had like we had warm up laps and stuff, but I still was like, uh. And so I come up and it's just like this rock feature, and then I just stop i'm like well because like, i don't see it just look, i don't know where it goes is that a drop should i just yeah. jump it i don't know yeah, yeah i just stopped to look at it for a second well katie was right behind me so she just like bam just runs right in and we both go flying off the trail and uh, there was some racer behind us like because here's what's happened when you go ride with mtb allen by the way everybody knows him at snow summit at sky park and he'll basically be like hey do you want to just jump in on the slap with us and so they get in behind us but they're all better riders than me because they ride there every day right. i have no clue about most of the trails so i'm like can you guys just go in front of me because i just feel too much pressure like going on right, right. now you right. ever felt that going to north star by the way like you go there and like you're coming down a trail and then this guy's just hauling ass and you know they're back behind you you're like oh you just feel too much pressure you just want to pull over I've never been in North Star, but I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, especially like in a congested area like that, where it's like the trails are repeatable. There's constantly just people getting up behind you. And it's like, ah, yeah. I just felt like I just feel like I'm just slowing them all down. It's just too yeah, much. I don't have a problem rolling over to the side and letting people pass me. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I definitely know what you're saying there um, um, in that circumstance. So it, it, it was it, like added pressure to where you're like, oh, maybe I should, maybe I should go a little bit faster. To like, so, but then, then it's like a lot of these are like, well, purpose-built berms. This is like a full-on downhill park where you're taking a, I want to say see, gondola. I feel like when that happens, I think this is the main reason I pull over because I, I start pushing outside of my comfort zone. That's what I mean. Exactly. And then yep. I feel like I'm going to get myself hurt. Yep. And sometimes it's good to be in that position. Like, uh, like a couple of weeks ago, we were riding Mills Peak and I was in some of the other guys were faster than me 
for the majority of the ride, but at the end of the ride, for whatever reason, I got in front of everybody and, um, it was fun. It was fun having them push yeah. me a little bit further, you know, but on the other hand, like that was like completely within my control. And at any point that I wanted to be like, yeah, fuck it. You guys go like, that was that. But, um, I don't like it. Otherwise it, it just gets on, gets on my nerves. Yeah. I felt like in this case, I wasn't focusing on the trail also. Like it would just, it'd be in the back of my mind. I'm like, Oh, there's somebody coming up behind me. I should probably like try to get that. Like, you know, and like, and now I'm not like, when you're on a like a trail like you go to Tahoe, you've been riding Tahoe a lot. You don't really run into people that much. Like you, yeah, you, know, no, you know, once you're on the you trail, you're bears and you see people, you know. And that's what I really like. Like I love that stuff. And so like when you go there, there's a lot more pressure because there's just people coming up constantly. It's like just compressed, you know. Yeah. And so yeah. it's like I felt like I wasn't fully concentrated on what I was doing, and that's that's my grandest excuse for why I rode really terrible. Okay, that's that's really the long story short of it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Or you just suck at that writing. So. Yeah, it's basically what I'm trying to tell everyone. They don't believe me. Yeah, like I just, you know, but when I've ridden with you in Auburn, man, you 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 get down pretty quick, dude. It's not like, uh, is it just because you're super comfortable there? Like, I can say that I definitely ride differently there than I will whenever I'm somewhere new. You know, like I'm, yeah. I'm more of a timid rider as well. Yep, I'm definitely timid on new stuff. Like we felt you like the Downeyville after three runs or whatever up there, man. I was hauling ass like Brian Gong and those guys are having a hard time keeping up with me because then I just felt completely confident out there. I know those trails well enough. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, going in blind, especially like when you're going over like wooden features and it just drops off. You're like, how far is the drop? I don't know what's happening here. Like yeah. I want to stop and look at it. Like I, yeah. And so like going in blind to that stuff makes me a little nervous, honestly. Yeah, I would say the very first time I ever went to Downeyville, I remember thinking. Like I would break as you were coming over little kind of points like that, that would like keep your, your line of sight from seeing where the trail is. Yeah. But now it's like, yeah, I know not, there's not a, a rocky technical section after that or whatever. I've written it enough yep. so I'll, I, I can just send it. But um, yeah, for sure. When you're somewhere new. Um, it's so hard because you can't see what's coming up and you're like i don't know what to expect is it a roll is it a drop like should i just go yeah. as fast as possible and there were several instances where had i not looked like it, it would have died i would have like there was like a section where you go over and it's this long ramp straight down and i was like man i could have sent that but if i did i might have landed in the wrong spot you know i'm glad yeah. i rolled it like so that's really what that was it was me being timid on the trail and you guys will see that crash it, i look like a buffoon but I, I i went to the wrong line too like if you look at the right it's super rocky and the left is like perfectly easy i was like Alan even said, like, you kind of went the wrong way. I was like, yeah, I know. I know. So yeah, anyways, yeah. I'm not ashamed of it. I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm timid writer. That's fine. Yeah. I'm not ashamed of it. Some days I'm just off. Like, yeah. like some days I could go out and, and, you know, be the pace setter for everybody. And other days I go out and it's like, that's not happening today, guys. You know, like, I don't yeah. know why, like you just woke up funny that day or something, you know? And you can read it too. It's like, you can feel like something's not like, it's not clicking in those days. Yeah. When you just, you feel everything's just on the money and those are your hauling ass. Like that's when you yeah. feel good. Well, those are the days where you're like, like stoked, getting playful. You're like yeah. getting little bump jumps and shit. And you're like, yeah, dude, I'm freaking badass. Like, yep. you know, you, you think you're like the guys on pink bike, even though you're like going to eighth of the speed, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, a, and not even an eighth of the distance and the hype when you're jumping, but <laughs> yeah, no, that's the funniest thing. I'm like, oh, I hit that jump sick, and then somebody was recording it. You're like, you, you, I didn't get anything. I'm yeah, like, yeah. I, off the ground. I thought I was up there for 30 minutes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like thinking you're like Elliot and ET. You know exactly. Just, 
which by the way is a great you're reading my mind tonight robert because i just watched et again recently for the first time in like maybe 20 years it's been a oh, hell of wow. a long time since i watched et but that might be one of the first mountain biking movies you remember that scene at the end i know they're bmxers riding but they're obviously like grown adults you remember that scene the chase the bike chase through the woods and stuff yeah but like, dude, it's way more intense than I remember. I remember them like flying up, but I didn't remember them hauling ass through town and getting chased by the cops. And like, it was obviously grown adults riding the bikes all of a sudden. Oh and yeah, I, yeah. And Steel Spielberg's a visionary director, but like, how did he let this slip by? Because I figured that out instantly. I was like, those are obviously adults. Like, they're like six feet tall versus the kids right. are like four feet tall. But like, right. go watch that scene. It's pretty gnarly, dude. They're and this is like the they're like doing stunts. They're like full on doing jumps and stuff, and they're like making them look rad. Like they filmed it so it looked like and it was obviously bmxers but yeah, like yeah. you could argue that's like one of the first mountain bike videos to exist especially mainstream like there's a yeah. point to be made there that's funny because like when they rode through kind of the the like backyard shortcut trails yeah. kind of thing that's there's a lot of that where i grew up so it seemed really normal to me but like out here in california that's there's not like that yeah like like little shortcuts through the neighborhood that are going through wooded areas and stuff like that. So that's funny. Yeah. I'll have to go the, watch it again. It's been a while for me too. It's worth it. It's super cheesy and it's great. And there's moments like where they have that classic, like I forget that must've been in the eighties or nineties or free, whatever, whenever it came out, but there's that moment where the old cop cruisers, like the bikes ride by and they go, they pull up like, Hey, where are they going? You know, like just full on, like would yeah. a cop car really need to burn out to catch up to a bike? Like they're full on, oh, like, definitely. you know, stopping like, like yeah. oh <laughs> yeah yeah that's 100 percent 80s there oh so good that's good stuff though man I, I made my kids watch every freaking movie that i watched as a kid so how did they take it that, i'm curious because i'm working them up to goonies right now i really want oh, them to watch yeah. goonies but my son's like a little bit scared with stuff but my daughter's like she's she's a little more grotesque for some reason she really likes the the scary stuff so how old's your son he's eight. Oh, he's and apparently he's probably close for goonies apparently he watched ghostbusters recently my grandparents and when we went over there the other day they're like oh yeah we, it was very different than i remembered and they're like that was not really appropriate for kids there's a lot of like innuendo and stuff in it so everything in all of those movies is that way i remember oh, yeah. the ones that i just had this conversation with somebody on instagram not too long ago first of all goonies hands down best movie ever like it's incredible especially as a kid my kids are in that camp as well they totally agree like Anytime that we are struggling to find something to watch, we're like, well, we could just watch Goonies, you know? Like, yeah. But um, what was I going to say? Did oh, I watch? The one oh, that, God, sorry. The one that really surprised me when I went back and watched them was Short Circuit. There was a oh, lot. Yeah. There was a lot of like cussing and just a lot more inappropriate things than I than I remember. And this is the thing, though. At the end of the day, like all of us kids that grew up back then and watched all this stuff, weren't walking around town being like, hey, fuck you and fuck you. you, you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that has something to say to me where it's, you know, you, you can you can watch this stuff. It's good parenting that keeps kids from being shitbags. You're absolutely you know? right, man. It's funny because we re we had that realization almost recently where it's like, well, they know the words now. So it's not like 
it's not not exposing them to it. It's having them understand that when it's appropriate, when it's not. Yeah. And that came way sooner than I expected, by the way, as a parent. Like, I thought I'd be explaining this at 14 or something. They're like, yeah. my son's, when he was six, he was like, he heard the F word or whatever, right? I don't know why yeah. I said the F word now. We were, but uh, maybe I'll show this to him someday. But yeah. yeah, it was like, oh, he knows the word already. So like coming to that realization that he already knows the word. And yeah. now it's about like teaching them when it's appropriate to use it. It's like, yeah, I always cussed around my kids. I um I've never really tried to curb that. Yeah. I've always done exactly what you just said though. Like you learn what's appropriate and what's not. Yeah. And as a kid, that's not appropriate. Yep. I'm not telling you you can't cuss. I mean, when you get to be an adult, you do whatever the hell you want. But right now, that's not appropriate for a kid. So shut when up. You're, yeah, when you enter <laughs> dinner table, you don't say pass the fucking peas, you idiot. Right? Like <laughs> yeah. Speaking of short circuit, the one thing I remember about short circuit was that one part in the in the movie where he's like, "Las lobos kick your ass, las lobos kick your face, las lobos kick your balls into outer space." It was that that was in there, right? I'm pretty sure you guys confirmed that in chat. Yeah, the one that I remember the most, my favorite quote from that movie was, "Your mama was a snowblower." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that's the one I always remember. Good movies back then, man. I feel like. Like we have good movies now, but not um, not as many of these like feel good kind of like coming to age type things. You like, know it seems it, like the coming to age movies now are all about like going to some house party or like taking a bunch of E or like like you know, American like, Pie style like, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's not um, like that kind of stuff. You know, I guess the I closest thing out right now probably would be. What's that? Stranger Things is pretty close to that. Yeah. That's yeah. not that's a show. That's not a movie. You know? Yeah, good point. Middle Age Masters is the Sandlot. Think about a movie like The Sandlot, which is genuinely like wholesome but entertaining. Like you can watch it yeah. as an adult and it's still yeah. entertaining. I think one of the things that hurt Hollywood is their need to like increase the runtime of movies for some reason, because like a lot of times once you like start bloating it, like if you were to compress that down to an hour and a half, you'd have one hell of a movie. But so many times it's two hours and it's just like you didn't need a lot of that stuff in there. Yeah, but, yeah. There was some weird stuff with Goonies. Have you ever read about like how the script was originally? No, but I remember for years uh, I couldn't wait to see the octopus scene. Like, and they finally released an unedited DVD version, and they had the deleted scenes on there. And it's horrible. And I, yeah, I'd never been more disappointed in all my life. Yeah. I should, this is one of those things. Where I wish I would have just never seen it, but like it answered the question in my head of the octopus yeah. scene that he mentioned. Yeah. So, so those of you guys that don't know whenever they're finally getting to the ship and they like the fun part where they're going down, like what seems to be like the water, the cave water slides oh, and they so like, good. So drop good. into the water where the ship, the pirate ship is. There's supposed to be an octopus in there that they're like fighting off to get onto the boat. And um, that was a scene that was cut. And <laughs> whenever you see reason. the octopus, you're like, yeah, that made the movie cheesy. Cause it was a bad, I mean, for the time it was probably a really good octopus. Yeah. You know, but for now it's like, it's horrible. And I think that's the thing about that movie is that there's not special effects in there that are um, like that, that are over the top that make you feel like, oh, that makes this look unbelievable. You know, yeah, I yeah, think yeah. the biggest like special effect fluke in my mind in that movie is at the very beginning, whenever the, the guys are breaking out of jail and they have this like fire circle on the ground and it's like like it's like eight inches of fire and it like stops all the like guards from like chasing <laughs> not, them not and one of the like, cops is like you know i think i could hop that terry no yeah. no, no, no don't do it you might burn the bottom of your shoes john 
yeah, yeah, definitely. You're going to pull a hammy, man. <laughs> you know, like it totally stops them. So when I was a kid, though, it seemed like a wall of fire. So maybe, oh, dude, it was a big maybe they nailed fire, it yeah. for the audience at the time. But yeah, looking back on it, you're like, man, I could have just walked through that. Like I yeah, jumped over yeah. a fire pit once and it was no problem. Yeah. Well, that's what I was thinking. I was like, seriously, like, like you guys couldn't do better than that. Like, <laughs> like what happened that day? They were like, oh, we only have one fire extinguisher, guys. So let's keep this on the low. You know, <laughs> take it easy over there. Richard Donner. He's like, there might be kids on set. Let's just take it easy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man. What about mountain biking? Hey, they were, there was mountain biking in that. And I actually had originally, this is funny. Cause we could bring this back to an idea I had of shooting like a Goonie style mountain bike thing. You remember that scene in the Goonies where like the rich guy pulls up and he's like, Hey, what's up? And I forget what, uh, what the mm. character's name was, but he grabs his hand and he, he's in the grit kids, the girl's it's bike. Be Chad. If it's yeah. not, it's Chad. <laughs> yeah, it's got- and so like he holds his hand and like yeah. sends him flying off a cliff. I thought that's even as a short, that'd be a rad scene where you grab the hand, somebody like rides off the hill, but then he actually sends it and does like a sick ass jump and lands it and like, yeah, like that would be it. Like that's all you need. Like that's pretty rad. Oh, that would be pretty pretty cool, yeah. huh? I feel like somebody's done that. I don't think so. Nobody's ingenious enough to do a Goonies remake scene with a mountain bike. No way. Yeah. Middle-aged mashers uh, in the comments talking about the movie Rad. If that wasn't the movie that made you go buy a mongoose back in the day, um, <laughs> I don't know who you are. So, yeah, man, I remember seeing that way, way back in the day, but I don't. Rem- I must have seen it like once because I don't remember a lot about it. All I remember is like the freestyle guys in the video. In the like, they were like, "That's back whenever like what was that thing on the the handlebars called a gyro, gyro or a guy something like that a gyro so you could spin your a handlebars gr- a around greek sandwich stuff. was on there huh a greek sandwich no yeah but oh, i think okay. they just called it a gyro you know oh, you don't okay. remember what i'm talking about no 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 it was like so that you could have brakes cable brakes but you could still spin your handlebars oh all that's right around. yeah yeah yeah. that's right i'm yep. pretty sure it was called gyro anyways those guys that were like doing tricks on the street like little 180s and man they weren't even doing manuals they were like doing like wheelies and stuff and it was like oh that's so rad you know yeah but there was some dirt jumping and stuff in that movie too it it was like a it was one of those ones that i really liked a lot as a kid but when i went back and watched it it wasn't as good as like going back and watching goonies no 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 I have so I've I've discovered one of the weaknesses of this studio the light right in my eyes as the sun sets holy hell it's overpowering. I think I have a solution though. Watch this, Robert. I'll be right yeah. back. Watch this. All right. I'll go ahead and ad lib for a little bit. So, anyways, I, I guess we're on this uh, this 80s movies kick because everybody in the comments just throwing them all up. I just saw uh, Stand By Me pop up, and that one is actually a really good one. And it reminds me that the way I'm going to tie it back into biking is if have you ever ridden Mount Huff? No, I want to. It's on my list. Everybody keeps telling me about it. So right at the well, it might not be fun right now because the fire just went through there. Oh, so. that's right. That's right. Um, but at the very end of Mount Huff, you cross the railroad tracks, and there's like this epic Instagram shot of like just like railroad, straight railroad tracks with like beautiful trees and hills on each side. Right at the end of the of the uh, ride, and every time I t- I take that picture. I've um I'm always thinking about stand by me. So God, when anyway. the kids find a dead body. Yeah, I remember that one. Right? That <laughs> that's a good one. There's a lot of lot No, it of is that. a really good movie though. That's it's talking about a coming of age story. Like kids learn yeah. life lessons in that one. Yeah, my daughter and my son were both like 
slightly traumatized by the leech scene for quite some time. Oh, that's right. That's but I right. think everybody was, because I'm pretty sure when I was a kid, when we saw that, we were like, not going to swim in the creek for a while. At least like a couple of days. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Little do we know that we don't really have leeches where we're at. Yeah. They might exist, but I've never, ever, ever had one on me. Some I have had one on me once. It can't be as creepy as a tick, right? Like ticks are the worst. I feel like ticks are worse. But yeah. I haven't had like big, gross, slimy ones like they had in that movie. So um, anyways, as we speak about the topic of movies, and don't worry, ladies and gentlemen, we'll get back to mountain bikes in any moment now. Uh, there's that scene in King Kong, that King Kong remake with Jack Black, where like that little like it's like a blood worm, a giant blood worm goes on to Andy Circus's head and okay. eats him like that way i don't know if you've seen that scene but that is legitimately terrifying it's like huh. ugh. i watched that recently and it doesn't rem it doesn't stand out but because the bloodworms have like the the second mouth like an alien and oh, so like yeah. the second mouth latches onto his top of his head and then the rest of the body comes and just like sucks him up like through it was like oh, oh in a wow. swamp it was like dear god man interesting that's definitely traumatizing those are the things i remember so speaking of traumatizing, and you were talking about Moonlight Leatherfoot earlier. Yeah, um, you uh, you're you're going to you're going to Sedona, huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm excited about this. And you guys have all been out there. In fact, you guys went and did a pre-Sedona celebration in honor of the actual celebration. My understanding that and, was the uh, weirdest Sedona trip I've ever taken. Was it purely really? because at one point we did this group ride, and we finished in the parking lot where the fest is. And it was like, it was like, oh man, I don't know. Like, I guess Six Flags, like around here, a lot of people go to Six Flags their whole life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. And imagine like going to Six Flags one day and all the rides are gone and you're just standing there and you're like, <laughs> this is kind of weird. Like, this is like supposed to be the happiest place of my life. And yeah. And uh, so we were like there in the parking lot where the the fest is and there's no fest and so it looks like a fucking parking lot that's weird and uh you're just it, it's it's just it's strange because you're like you recognize you know where the tent should be and you're like this is this is just not right so did you did you get any weird reactions from business owners when you guys went to restaurants and stuff or, or they were there like did you guys even tell them like hey we're here to kind of celebrate sedona not really huh you guys probably just rode and just went and got food yeah, we were just riding bikes like it. I mean, but there was a lot of people there that had, I guess, less than um, less than the average amount of, of COVID paranoia. Right. So right, right. Um, I think there were a lot of people that did exactly what we did, where it was like we bought plane tickets way ahead of time and COVID didn't play out for the fest. And we're like, well, we're still gone. So. There's nothing going to stop us from going and riding bikes. So, and it was kind of, you know, the circle of friends that, that we all rode together and felt safe or whatever. And actually we, we had a good time. I mean, we, um, there's a famous a place called famous pizza that we go to and they have like the best chicken wings. I pretty much just wait all year Sweet. to like get the chicken wings there. And, um, we, uh, we had a good time, man. We, we always end up like, eating there every night the whole time that we're there which is like really creature habit I, now that i think about it we eat breakfast at the same place every day too so <laughs> <laughs> i 
I think we just don't have the room to make any any other like change of plans. So it's yeah. like, yeah, we'll just go to that pl- breakfast place with the shitty mugs and uh, the the watered down coffee, and then we'll go to the other place for dinner because they have really good beer and awesome chicken wings and great pizza. So. There's only so many times you can go to a fancy breakfast place. Like whenever I travel, I go to like one once and the rest is like the crappy diner experience. Yeah, you're like, yeah. what do I need to spend $40 for a breakfast for? <laughs> like yeah. I could just go get like a normal, like $15 breakfast and call it a day. Yeah. Well, and especially when you're like kind of on like a guy's trip. Yeah. Half the time you're like kind of maybe a little bit hungover. Yep. I could see that, you know? And if you're not hungover, you're like feeling like, well, I just dodged a bullet, you know? And, uh, yep. And, and you're in a hurry to go eat like or to go ride, right? So you don't really want to go sit and like wait to get a table. So those diner places are always like, there'd be like 60 people standing outside, but somehow you're on a table in like six minutes. You, you know? Like, Man, there's, there's something to be said about being able to just get into a place. I would rather go eat someplace I can get into than wait an hour to get into something. Like even if I don't yeah. care, I don't like waiting in lines, Robert. I'm not a big fan I, yeah, like, you like you said, just getting in there on a, on a video or a Instagram post recently. Didn't yeah. You? Waiting in line suck. And like, it's mostly like not worth it generally. Cause the, the, the sheer weight and anguish, like ruin the experience for you. I like to be able to just walk in, get in and go. Yeah. Yeah. That's really why I want this internet fame. I want people to just, I want to walk up and I want people to just be like, whatever you need, sir. Yeah. It's yeah, never going to happen, exactly, but yeah, right. that's, that's the goal. How's your channel doing, dude? It's doing good. It's doing good. It's decent. Uh, the latest video, the uh, the Downeyville video came out, and uh, that one got a pretty decent amount of views. Uh, what was decent? What was how many decent? Uh, it's almost at seven thousand now. Within oh, that's good, you know, dude. Yeah, so it's not bad for less than two weeks or whatever, and that's pretty big for mine. The only other one bigger than that, or well, in numbers, but is uh, the uh, the what's the one on the ocean? Damn it! Now I'm forgetting it. Yeah. Anyways, Pacifica? yeah, the Pacifica video also. So yeah, yeah it's, it's doing really well. The live streams tech has been really fun for me because I've been playing around with that quite a bit. We did a live stream from Sky Park and uh, that was kind of a not a last minute. I had mentioned it before driving down to SoCal and um, then we heard back from the guy like the night before and I was like, all right, well, let's do it. So we ended up riding all day and then set up the live broadcast at Sky Park and that was pretty fun uh, with MTB Allen and The Outsider. You've done that a few times. I need to like dial in my opportunity or like my hardware for doing something like that. Yeah, like I gotta a get you of mine over recently, for a fireside chat. Yeah, a friend of mine recently was like, oh, you should come down and ride. I was like, oh, I got my podcast. And he's like, oh, we could do it down here. And I'm like, no, I can't. Yeah. I've got it dialed in, man. I just bring lights and stuff. And then I had the uh, I had Sky Park. They, they sent out one of their IT guys and he wired up hardwired Internet for me. So we had the site to our like to, to whatever we wanted to do basically. And so we were, the, the hard part was like catering to the light as it came across. Yeah, that's the hard part about this live stuff where the lights changing constantly. You can't a- account for all of it, but it was yeah. fun. We were, we were, we were right on site, you know, and it was, it was pretty cool. It was, it was so not too hard to, to the, to the venue and just said, Hey, do you guys have some internet? Yeah. And luckily Alan rides there a lot. So he kind of knew the people to a certain degree and they were like, oh. yeah, but I mean, most times, like if you tell them like, Hey, I'm going to do a live broadcast on the internet and uh, I got a lot of followers and stuff and it's, it'd be fun. Like most people are pretty like, okay with it. All, if all you need is an internet connection and power, like yeah. that's not too, that's not too much to ask most of the times, you know? Huh. Yeah. So it's uh, totally doable. It's uh, it was fun. So that, that was a, uh, that was a good time. It was, it was really interesting. And so those, those have been fun for me creatively because oftentimes I was telling somebody earlier, like oftentimes that results in less videos coming out for me 
But at the same time, like a live stream counts as a video, right? Like to a certain degree. So like people can still tune in and check that stuff out too. So it's still content. You know what I mean? So it's it's fun messing around with it. I think it's a, you know, you know, it's fun doing this and uh, it's, it's interesting because you get to talk to people and it's been fun because we've been doing it in person and Alan and those guys were like, this is actually kind of fun being together. Like versus like, we're always like across the country. So we can't do that usually with people, but like if you're local, it's, I just got lucky. I was down in SoCal. So I was like, all right, let's all get, and he was like, wow, this is actually fun being in person as opposed to just on a screen, you know? And, and these days everybody's used to zoom calls and stuff. So right, right. we're working within limitations, but you know, if, if someone's local, we got to get them on. So that's why one of these days I'll have you on the fireside chat. You can come hang out with me and Kyle and it'll be yeah, it makes s'mores days, and everything. One of these days when I'm not freaking, when I'm actually drinking, I feel like a fireside chat just doesn't make sense with no alcohol. Yep. No, I agree. But like it, plus the weather's so damn hot. It doesn't make like the only reason we did the most recent one is because I saw a break in the weather. It was like 86 instead of 95. So I was like, all right, yeah. well, that means the, the night will be cooler. And it worked out great. That's when the uh, Jay bike some came over and Kyle was here. But it was like yeah. it was because I saw a break in the weather. It was very last minute. I was like, dude, let's yeah. go. Like, so it's hard yeah. to make it work otherwise. Yeah, those are fun, though. I haven't done a live stream on the biker channel in a while. And they're just kind of a little more. um I, I know exactly why it is, but um, they're a little more impromptu typically. And yeah, I think the real reason is that my lady's not traveling because of COVID stuff. And that's where I would end up doing them a lot because I don't like being by myself. Oh, yeah. And so it would be like, I'm bored. Uh, I guess I'm going to go out and live stream because then I have people to hang out with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So yeah. it's fun. I mean, it's definitely a different way to engage. And like I was talking about it before, like, when you do a live stream versus like a normal video, a normal video will have like in terms of subscribers percentages, it's like, you know, 70% not subscribed, 30% subscribed most videos or whatever, something like that. But when you do yeah. a live stream, it's like 85% subscribed or more. It's basically yeah. you're talking to your actual core audience, which is really like what it's all about anyway. So it's fun to be able to come in and hang out with all the guys that we know. Like you yeah. said, it's just like hanging out. It's, it's basically what it is. Yeah, I know. It's definitely super fun. It's so when you're doing that fireside one, you're, you're just doing like little uh, lapel mics. Yep. I got the roads. In fact, I just ordered another set so I could have four. I borrowed a couple last time, but we can have up to four people now. And uh, you wire them into the A10 mini and then you go in through that and do OBS. This is a bunch of stuff, but it's working, man. It, it works pretty good. Oh, I see. So I was thinking originally like you were just using. So normally when you're just doing two, you use the your nice camera as a webcam and then you have the road going into that and then that's feeding into the computer is that how you do it so everything i just feed all the cameras through the a10 mini no matter what right now i have one camera but i'm just going through the a10 mini it treats it as a webcam and it helps mitigate some of the audio delay issues that you run into by you we're getting real techie but that you run that you run into with going to the the laptop so like because i've got the road uh the the roadcaster pro which is my full-on mixer going to this mic and then i got the a10 mini handle in the video and then i'm combining them in here but yeah, when we do the fireside, I've got the ATEM for multiple cameras, and then I also feed the wor- the wireless goes the little guys into the ATEM, and so I'm able to do audio That's that way. A T E E M. A T. It's a Blackmagic ATEM Mini. A T E M Mini. Yep. And the reason why I got this thing is because uh, Brian came onto my live stream once, and uh, he had it, and he tried to show me up live on my own stream, and after that, I was like, nope, nope, I'm not, I'm not handling. No, nope. nobody's gonna show me up on my own live stream. So. I got the thing and it's been good dope. I know Rad Dad just ordered one too, but they're pretty cool. It's it's easier to put your nice camera in and deal with less tech issues because it just treats the whole thing as a webcam. Oh, I see. 
Because yeah. I have a Sony, and there's supposed to be some app where it just like you load it on your computer. And I've done it before, but the one thing I noticed was like latency between the audio, and then there was no way to solve that. So it seems like this mitigates some of that. Ah, does the audio have, go through the ATEM too? Uh, when I do the firesides, it does. But right, uh, right now I'm going through the the Rodecaster, the actual mixer that I have to go to this mic. But yeah, you can you can feed uh, mics into that directly and control them through a web interface and all that stuff. So like I said, if you come over and want to check all this stuff out, you're welcome to. It's pretty so rad. Like how? So like if you had a webcam, how does it like this thing has a bunch of USB ports on it? Uh, the ATEM has all HDMI in, so you could take your Sony camera, you could take your GoPro. You could, so I've got like two Sonys and a GoPro, and that's how I do my fireside setup because the GoPro is basically the establishing shot. And then the two Sony's are my cross shots, crotch, not crotch shots, everybody cross shots. Oh, not a crotch shot. Okay. Yeah. Huh. It's got room for four though. So maybe I could have a crotch shot. Maybe I should have a crotch shot. Cause I thought Brian used some other thing. He has a, like a, what is that thing? It's got like a little bunch of buttons on it to like change camera angles and stuff. That's what this is. Yeah. No, but he, he doesn't have that same one. Does he? Yeah. He, he came onto my live stream with it for the first time. And he was, he was like, I just got it. I want to check it out. Oh, that's and, what uh, I was he had something else before. The other thing is what I was thinking. of. Oh yeah. Different thing. Yeah. But he came on with this thing and I was like, you son of a bitch. Don't you dare show me up in my own live stream. Right. That's so yeah, I had to order it like the next day. Well, now I'm interested. I'm definitely yeah. in the hole in this channel. I think, don't, don't you agree on yours too? Like <laughs> Dude, the only thing good about this channel, like is, I write everything off of my taxes, so that's really what I'm hoping to do this year. Please, dear God. Yeah, yeah. I apparently can only do that for like three years until the IRS comes and is like, uh, <laughs> "That's not a business, dude." So I had to start showing a profit this year. Yeah, like ten dollars. <laughs> I know. I know. That's what we got to tell people. It's like, uh, please, please pay attention to my channel, otherwise the IRS yeah. is going to come after me. <laughs> yeah, I was given uh, all the like numbers for all the shit I bought to the, the tax guy. Cause I always use tax guy. I'm freaking, I feel like it's worth a couple hundred. Like we were talking about earlier. Like I won't pay for a contractor, but a tax guy, I will. Dude, I'm on like, the same boat. hundred percent. It's like completely out of my, I don't want to do that at all. Like e even people are like, Oh dude, you just get TurboTax. It takes like 10 minutes. I'm like I'm 10 minutes longer than what I spend. I don't want to do that. It is the prime example. There are so many things in life that you're like, oh, I would, I don't mind learning how to do that while I do it because it's yeah. kind of fun. But like, and there are those things like taxes and plumbing that I have discovered. Yeah. I do yeah. not want to ever, ever, ever learn. And I will pay someone whatever it costs to get, to get them there. So I just, we didn't just go through my uh, Amazon account and add up anything that's like bike related. Right. Yeah. And so I like, I'm giving him this number and he's like, uh, yeah, we don't need any more write-offs. I'm like, what do you mean? I, there's like a bunch of other shit. Maxed it out and he's like, he's like, yeah, you've already, I've, you're, you're good, dude. And I'm like, but I bought a bike. And uh, he's like, yeah, yeah, we're good. <laughs> My tax guy's gonna be like, you bought the camera. Cool. You're maxed. Sorry. Yeah. You're good to go. Yeah. Damn it. You're all done, man. Oh my God. But it's so fun. It's like, it's a, it's a good excuse to play around with new tech. I like new tech. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. <clears throat> um, what was I gonna say? There was something else. So, um, what are you looking forward to in Sedona then? Is your first time there? Honestly, like it's funny because it's, the riding should be it, but it's not. It's about like get, not only meeting people, but like hanging out with other people and things like that's really the biggest thing. Like the social aspect to me, like we can ride trails anywhere, anytime. It's obviously the social side, like coming out, hanging out, meeting people that we've talked to through Instagram or through live chats or anything like that. And like putting a face to the name, like it was so cool going to SoCal and actually hanging out with Alan and, and Tony and 
this guy yeah. Aaron from Trail Dogs, and like it, once you hang out with someone, it's different than like chatting with them, right? Like, yeah, yeah. It's the same experience I've said, like when you go on a ride and you ride with someone for the first time, if you ride with somebody one time, your relationship changes completely. You you become not friends, but like you have an understanding now. It's like if, that yeah. you didn't have before. All it takes is one ride. Like if you go on up, up for a couple hours on a trail, man. Yeah, yeah, like, for sure. And so that's going to be rad. I think it's going to be super cool. I love I love the idea of traveling. I wish I had more time and to do it. I mean, but really like it's with the family and stuff. Sometimes it's a lot of times trying to wrap in a family trip into some riding, which is what the SoCal thing was. It was a family trip that I was like, can I cut loose a couple days early to go ride? And she's like, yeah, that's fine. Like it was cool. But, yeah. um, yeah, if I can, if I can work those things in, then maybe it's more feasible. Like I really do want to do a Whistler trip, but it's probably not going to happen this year with Sedona coming up yeah. and well, all that other stuff. Is Canada even letting Americans in? I don't think uh, they right. said August 6th or something. Last I heard it was, it's like, it's going to happen real soon. I feel like all that shit's like a possibility now because of, or like is only a possibility now because of the like new surges and COVID and whatever. So anything can change at any moment, but uh, yeah. no one's going to stop me from giving Paul the punter a hug or I'll tell you that yeah. right now. Right, right. <laughs> Speaking of Paul the Puncher, I'm surprised that you were allowed to come on the podcast. I thought you had maybe signed to like an NDA or something. I saw you're uh, you're now one of the new uh, what is that? The Joey Podcast. You know, actually, I'm not allowed to have my competitors on my pod. Get off. <laughs> we don't have <laughs> guests. We don't have guests. Apparently, I've only done one so far. Yeah, yeah. No, that's the word on the street. I think I actually recording one tomorrow. Um. But yeah, no, it's like I'm all over the place, man. I when I drove down, I ended up being on Mark Hill's podcast. I was a co-host with him. I set up a studio in the kitchen in his kitchen and did it down there. And then I did a live stream at Sky Park. I'm all over the place, man. Oversaturation, I'm sure you guys would all agree in chat. There's too many, too much of me around lately. But uh no, I mean, who cares? Like, yeah, it's it's definitely interesting. It's I just like hanging out with Shane and Paul. So yeah, you know, we'll see how it goes. I've only done one so far. Are are you doing that for like growth reasons or are you just having fun? I just have fun with it, man. Like, I think like I like the live aspect. I like just talking. So like, obviously those go hand in hand, but it's always like, I was, you know, it's the side of entertainment things. Like it's, I was talking about it recently. It's kind of hard to market some of the stuff that I do because it's sometimes it's not informative, but I'm trying to be entertaining. So it's not like, not like quantifiable, like a bike review, for example, when you do a bike review, you could say like, Hey, this bike, I'm reviewing it. That's like easy to put a thumbnail to that's easy. To, but like when you're trying to say like, Hey, this I'm having a, this is a rad video, like the Daniel video. I'm sure that thumbnail sucks. Like I, I, I was like at my wits end with that one. I should probably uh -huh. redesign it, but you know, like it's sometimes that stuff's harder to market than like a quantifiable thing I've discovered. Yeah. 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 I'm not super good at thumbnails either. I think, um, at the end of the day, if you're not good at thumbnails, your channel doesn't grow. And that's yeah. probably why my channel hasn't grown that well. And it is the worst. It's the worst. Yeah. That's the worst. I'm not a graphics guy. I can come up with funny stuff and we can come up with really interesting ideas and shoot it and like do all that stuff and tell a good story like you do. But it's like, yeah, if you can't get somebody to click on it, like it just goes nowhere. It's like, damn it, dude. Yeah. It's like all that work can go into something for just not quite knowing how to like put a pay, uh, a cover to the book. Right. You know, yeah. it's like, ah, man, I got to figure it out one day. And that's that's what it'll be like. BCOP of use thumbnails have been absolutely fire lately. Yeah, he's just, really good. Just gorgeous gorgeous yeah. thumbnails i don't yeah. even know how to draw those arrows like that yeah he did like a like computer game graphic like stuff for his day job before he was a youtuber so i feel like he has like a leg up on us you know 
I'm going to pay him to make them for me. That's what's going to happen. I'm just going to be yeah. like, hey, what if I give you $100 a month to make me two thumbnails every now and then? Yeah, yeah. He's like, dude, I make way more than that on like my shorts videos than. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, his channel's getting big. He's, oh yeah it's he's been going nuts i think that's the biggest that's the biggest mountain bike trend if i was to discover one mountain bike content creator trend of 2021 is trail build videos like that last yeah. year it was van build videos and this year it's trail build videos also coupled with injury videos at the very beginning of 2021 it was a lot of vi videos about people getting injured and documenting it that was a big trend but now it's trail building videos yeah he's 362,000 now Oh yeah, he's going nuts. But those Jesus. features he's building are so cool looking too, man. It's so rad to see. His lady just got the new Bronson. I was watching it on her channel the other day. What's her name? Uh, Yuka Van. Uh, Yuka? Yuka, yep. yeah. Dude, I want to ride that bike. <laughs> I like do and don't. Like yeah. I want to ride it because I'm really curious about this whole mullet thing, and um, and I don't want to ride it because I'm like. I will buy another bike. Do um, you really think it'll be that drastically different? Because you got a new bike recently, that is, uh, I think, or something that set some records or something you posted about on IG, right? Uh, no, yeah, up. yeah. I just didn't. I haven't. I haven't told people what bike it is yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, no, that's a short travel twenty nine er. But honestly, the reason that I got that PR, I I can't blame that or uh, like attribute that to the bike for sure. Um, I think it was just a good day. Yeah. I will say like that thing's definitely more efficient in the flat sections of that run. Yeah. So that could be something. I mean, I only, I mean, it's a PR, right? So it was like, I don't know, three seconds faster than my last time, you know, over what, like three and a half miles. That's not like a, like a, a showstopper. You know what I mean? But maybe, okay, so then the question becomes, now that you've ridden that low travel, how is it, how do you, did it like liven up the local trail that you're used to riding all the time? Uh-oh, I lost my camera. Yeah, I know, you're, you're just freaking done, dude. Wait a minute, you were a professional. Did the cable come out? Let me go look real quick. I'll, let you, I'll go ahead and answer your question about the, the <laughs> trail. Um, honestly, it, I mean, I'm going to talk about it in the video that I've been editing for the last two and a half weeks, but. Um, yeah, it's, it's definitely more lively. It, it's, um, I wanted that bike to, because I feel like the Bronson's like overbiked on a lot of the trails that I ride that are local. And I wanted something that was more, more better suited for that. And the chameleon, I was doing a great job of that. It's just it, because it was a hardtail. At the end of the day, my back would just be like wrecked, especially when I was, I tended to take that hardtail on stuff that was way chunkier than I probably should have. And so that beat me up. And that's why I decided to get the short travel 29er was just kind of try to save my back some. And so far it's been, it's been really good. It's been really fun in the, in the local trails that I've taken it on that um, it's everything that I, I wanted it to be so far it's everything i've wanted it to be the only thing is that i'm still trying to figure out the guidelines of like or the like the crossover mark of whenever it's okay i need to bring the bronson like right. for example i took that bike for three days up in the mountains so we rode downeyville we did two laps in downeyville 
two laps in Mills Peak and two laps in um, Mount Huff. And uh, I was feeling in the Downeyville runs like, man, I kind of wish I had my Bronson, but this is okay. And then on Mills Peak, Mills Peak is pretty rocky. I don't know if you've ridden that yet. Not yet. Yeah, next time you go up to Ernst, you should do it. It's like right there. Okay. And uh, um, I definitely was like, man, I brought the wrong bike today. But Mount Huff is is a very, it's like third divide, like super smooth and super fast. For, so that bike was right at home there. Yeah, yeah. It was like it was it was definitely the right bike for that. And um, I mean, riding Auburn with that, the bike is great in Auburn. It's going to be perfect there. Yeah, yeah. I feel, yeah. I feel like that bike is almost perfect in most of the stuff we ride on a daily basis. There's yeah. only like anything local. There's nothing really gnarly close to us. Like. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it's and if still it like is a... gnarly, it's gnarly for a short amount of time. Sure. So, yep. So like when I was in 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 Downeyville, the let's just say the size of the chunk that I would be going through isn't tremendously different than the size of the chunk that I would go through in Auburn. Right. However, it's consecutive for you know ten miles like that. So your body's just like beat. Yeah. Where like if I run into some chunk that's 20 yards long on our local trails like and you're like oh man that kind of sucked but you're you're okay with it yeah you know like you can go to rockville and do a bunch of the chunky stuff there but it's like hey here's 30 feet of rock and then you're back to like pedley xc right yeah that's really so short-lived like, like there's a rock garden and most of it's rock rolls and stuff out there and yeah. stuff too so yeah yeah so well, I could see that totally like and again like yeah the, we don't really live in a region where the maximum travel bike is fully necessary all the time like like I said we're two and a half hours away from like awesome Tahoe stuff like that so you know there's different areas like the Grand Junction stuff which is super chunky like things like yeah. that or like those sections of Downeyville but yeah I'd be curious to try like I've never really ridden a short travel bike so maybe one day when there's a bike demo happening somewhere I could jump on board with that and really feel that out because a lot of people say and even the unicorn MTB savant that is yet to ride with me uh, he is a big proponent of those short travels and saying like basically it breathes new life into your local trails because they feel so much more lively because you're not just having everything absorbed you have to work a little yeah. harder and it's kind of those mild trails you're used to riding are now a little bit chunkier and kind of funner yeah i'm not sure how i feel about the 29er though so in general or just like yeah, yeah. i like yeah. it a lot are you just finding that it's not quite as maneuverable or like what do you because like, i um there, there's some parts of it that i like um but i i definitely still feel like I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm a really big guy too. Like the, just the wheels feel a little flexy to me. Yeah. And, um, I just don't like how it rolls through really technical stuff. Um, they definitely have gotten better at the steering. Like when I first started riding them years ago, I hated them because I would come into like a rock garden and I would feel like the bike kind of decided my line more than yeah. I did. And, uh, and I don't feel like that's as much of a problem, but it just doesn't feel like, I, I guess at the end of the day, I just like 27.5 better. I really yeah. do. And it's just, and that's why I think I'm so intrigued about that new Bronson. Cause I'm like, all right. I mean, that's. But what would it take to turn yours? You couldn't turn yours into a 29 up front. Mine is a 29 or both like front. Oh, the back. Bronson is. I thought Bronson's no, no, not the Bronson. Oh, I thought you were talking about the other bike. Sorry. Could uh, you put a 29 wheel on that? The front of your Bronson. 
Yeah, it would raise the front end up so that would oh, so it screws the, with your geometry so they've designed yeah, this one bit, to account yeah. for it okay yeah, yeah i'm sure you could work around it though I, I wouldn't doubt that there's somebody that did it but I, dude are you trying to talk me out of buying a new bike <laughs> yes i am robert i'm trying to give you more money for uh camera gear and whatnot i don't know yeah, right <laughs> what are you thinking man ah damn it damn it yeah i mean i've had this bronson for almost a year now so i feel like it's old hat Man, I've had this bike for like two and a half years, I think. I haven't even like, damn it. I don't know how I turned into this guy that's always buying new bikes because I definitely wasn't that guy before. But the market supports you. It's basically like saying like, oh, you want to buy a new bike every year? Good, because your trade-in's worth as much as it was when you bought it. So yeah. I was like, why not? Like, uh, at least close to it. Yeah, that's what happened last year. Because I, I mean, I sold my old Bronson for $3,800. I bought it for like fifty-five. Yeah, and rode it for three years, so it wasn't much of a stretch to get the new one. And um, basically, I didn't need the wheels, so whenever I did that, I was able to sell the wheels separately, and it really ended up only costing me like five hundred bucks to get the new bike. <laughs> That's you awesome. know, yeah. So, but this year it wouldn't be the same case. Like I'd have to whatever I buy, I'd have to do the side what i'm doing with the wheels and i really like my envies a lot so would you just keep them on just swap them oh no yeah, probably be different I, yeah. more okay. likely that's what i would end up doing yeah it's just or buying a, a, a yeah that's probably what i would do like i'd probably buy the, the lowest end build cc that they have right now and i don't think that comes with carbon wheels so i would just then take my envies put it on there and then put those old other wheels on my current bike and sell it for whatever I could sell it for at this point. I um, I don't know, man. It's tough. It it's fun getting a new bike, and if you can do it and it's not costing you that much, like yeah, that that's definitely a lot of fun. I really I just don't, need I don't. To get I need to. I think in general, I need to ride more bikes because I still couldn't tell you the difference. If you were to blindfold me and put me on bikes, like I don't know if I could tell you the difference. It's probably because I haven't ridden enough of them. I'm riding the same bike basically, and usually the same the same not waiting in line things is what deters me from demo days because it's like, dude, why am I going to wait for a demo bike? Like yeah. I'm just going to go. I'd rather go ride. Like I don't want to stand in line to sign a waiver and all this stuff. I yeah, just want to yeah. go ride. So that oftentimes deters me. Uh, five ten, five ten. Do you ride a large or a medium? medium usually medium oh, okay because yeah. i have I mean, a buddy that's that height and he he was riding medium for a while but he started riding uh large and he actually said he likes it better yeah because like for example the norcal guys they keep getting a uh, new specialized and they had me uh they got that new stumpy and they've got the enduro also but now they're riding the stumpies more often because we talk about the same thing like that short travel handles most of the stuff we ride on a normal basis but yeah they always work with that guy uh, and uh, they always get their hands on the new specialized stuff. I was like, oh man, that's, I need to try. And so like when they did dirt days, I got a demo for one of their brand new e-bikes. Like, um, and I didn't get a chance to ride it because I was filming so much. So I, the only time I rode it is when I went downhill hoot and I videoed and all I was doing is jumping off the bike, recording, going, and then I would haul back up the top of the trail and did a second run and filmed. But that was it. I didn't actually ride the bike. I was like, oh, I kind of wanted to ride this bike. Yeah. It was a bummer. Huh. One of these days, maybe Sedona will change it, but it's not going to happen because when we go to Sedona, we're just going to be hanging out and talking. I'm not going to, I'm not going to go wait in line to get a bike. Yeah, right. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I mean, depending on like, sometimes you can get bikes because you're, uh, 
you can you can pull a social media card and get a bike and not have to wait in line. I'm counting on some company to come up to me and go, hey, wait a minute. Aren't you the Colorado kid? You've got like maybe 2,500 subscribers. You're really yeah. big. We'd love to give you a free bike. I'm, I'm sure it's that'll happen. happen yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is I'm going to tell you this. It's yeah. always weird. Actually, now I'm starting to not have this problem as much. But um, because I've done a bunch of Arizona videos. Yeah. But it used to be, dude, I'd go there. And nobody knows who I am at all. Yeah. Because my content's like not. Like, like I ride almost anywhere here in Northern California and somebody yeah. will bump into me and know who I am. Like I have an, enough followers at this point that, um, that happens, but down there, like, isn't that I, funny? I remember like my very first like Sedona and obviously my channel was a lot smaller than two, but, uh, yeah. I'd walk around the whole time and everybody'd be like, who's this fat dude trying to give me a fucking sticker? Get away from Isn't me. Isn't that funny? Yeah, it's so <laughs> local. And I was giving Alan shit about this too because we were down there and he rides, you know, he rides Snow Summit and Sky Park all the time. So literally every other person was coming up like, Alan, Alan, like everybody knew yeah. him because that's his home. Like he basically just rides those places so many times. I was like, you said I'm a bitch, Alan. I was like, I can't wait till you come up to Northern California and nobody knows who you are, okay? I just right. want you to know that right now. I can't wait for somebody to recognize me and not you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is probably still not going to happen because, but you know, but that's it. It's like riding those local trails that you, you don't realize how regional that is until you travel. Yeah. And I'm live in Colorado. People are like, who the hell are you? I'm like the Cali Rado kid. I'm like, Rado's in my name. I'm, this is like my second home. Right. Like how many times like, you ride here? I'm like four yeah. times. Yeah. Yeah. When I went to Texas and I rode, um, with, uh, no front brakes. Yeah. I think one person actually bumped into me that day at, um, was that spider mountain or whatever that knew who I was. But uh, other than that, it was like n nobody. And it's not like, you know, obviously I'm not in this for some like fame contest or something like that, but it's definitely like, it's interesting that you notice it. You know what I mean? Cause when, yeah. when I go to Auburn, like there's no way I can go to Auburn and not see somebody. Yeah, you know? it, makes, it makes you wonder, like, what is it that people are looking for that they find your stuff or like whatever? Like if it's so regional, it's obviously not all of mountain biking. People are looking for their local trails. Yeah, so, like, yeah it gives you an idea. Good. It helps you like maybe shed light on what people are searching for when they come to YouTube and like, ah, oh, let yeah. me see that trail that I ride. And like, that's how they find content creators in their local areas and stuff like that. So it is like it's almost like a little research thing when you find yeah, yeah. you find people. I had a guy recently recognize me and not from mountain biking. And uh, it was, this is going to be interesting. It really kind of threw me off because I told him that I wasn't that guy. And then after the fact, I figured out what he was talking about, but he was like, oh, you're that workout dude. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, no, I, I don't know. And I didn't yeah. even mention I had a YouTube channel. Cause I was like, he doesn't know. He's like, no, I, I've seen you on YouTube. And I'm like, no. And he's like, no, you look exactly like him. And I'm like, <laughs> but I realized like after the fact he was like, he must've been watching the weight loss, videos. the weight loss videos. Yeah. You know? And, and I was like, son of a bitch. Like I totally like, he's like, he probably went home and like, like searched one of the videos. He's like, no, that guy had the same tattoo. Like it's got, it, that was definitely it had him. to be him. <laughs> you, know? you looked at him like a crazy nutbag. You're like, get yeah. out of here. You bother me, kid. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even tell him I had a YouTube channel either. I was like, no, nope, not me, dude. Yeah. It was just like, nope. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty funny once I realized it. I was like, wow, you're a dickhead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> One day I'm hoping somebody comes up to me on the street and goes, hey, you're the guy who built that studio shed in his backyard. I'm like, yeah, that was the mainstream breakthrough I was hoping for. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Right, right. I think the coolest time that I've ever got recognized was on a plane. I was like walking by some guy and he was like, hey. And uh, I had my headphones on, so I like, couldn't really hear him. And I was just like, 
And then I like realized like after I was like three steps away, like what happened? And then I was like, turn around. I was like, Oh, Hey man. And then, then it's like, you know, you got the people all and you're like, yeah, <laughs> sorry, dude. You, you just got to make sure you stop the line and yeah. sign autographs first before everybody can yeah. board the plane. That's how you got to treat the situation in my opinion. But truth be told, it was a flight back to Sacramento. Mm -hmm. So it was a, once again, local Sacramento yeah. rider. <laughs> That's so interesting. It's like, man, you think about like what it, what it takes. Like maybe these guys traveling around the country get bigger subscriber bases because they'd ride those trails that yeah. are in every region. Like Brian, for example. Brian, yeah. if you, any, any trail system anywhere, if you search for it, Brian's going to be the first video that pops up probably. So it's like. Man, like there's something to that. Like no matter what, if you search for, oh, Wisconsin, like mountain biking, BKXD video, you know, it's like, cause he's just covered every yeah. base. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I think you have to either do, oh, excuse me. <clears throat> Apparently can't breathe water. Um, no. I think you either have to do content that's not regional, like trail building, right? Yep. Or you have to um, just embrace the fact that you're going to be regionally popular. Yep. The downside is where we're at there's a lot of regionally popular guys. Yeah. And then we're also up against a very regionally popular guy. So it's like, you know, it's like a bunch of us that are like 10 K and smaller kind of channels or 20 yeah. K and smaller kind of channels. And then you have Brian who also rides our trails. So, but, um, and is better at making thumbnails than us. So <laughs> like, even though our video is newer, yeah, this is still getting put in the top of the list. I'll just put his face on every thumbnail from now on. Nobody knows right. the difference, right? <laughs> but that's a good idea, man. I'm just gonna put Seth bike hacks on the bottom. Of yeah, all Seth. <laughs> riding with Seth in wherever, like every time, it's like riding yeah. with Seth. Let's just see how it goes. Maybe if I get like a Seth bobblehead made and just put it on my handlebars, like then it would be like like Seth Seth bike hacks and Robert from Biker. And He's if I use talk Seth the... Bike Hacks because that's not his channel name anymore, Burn maybe it won't turn up on his radar and he won't Ooh. like send his like his uh, like mafia to my house or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You think Seth has a mafia? Wouldn't it be funny if Seth was really in the mafia? Like... <laughs> <laughs> he controls. He's like the tiny little guy that controls yeah. it. He's like really it's like the YouTube is the front for the millions of dollars that he's making on like prostitution and gambling. You know? <laughs> It's like what a what a better way to get out in front of it than like just be on the internet like yeah. full on like oh no dude I got a successful YouTube channel of course <laughs> why else am I driving this Maserati oh my god I can't even imagine it with him he's just like we've talked I've never met the guy but like from what I understand he's just incredibly intense and focused and it's like man that's really what it takes like it's just so like go i talked to brian i was like has he changed at all like since having a kid has he slowed down he's like no dude like he's just still he's just so involved like and it just he's, yeah. it's got to be his personality it's it's pretty impressive yeah. i think you're the same way though dude i think so but i can't keep it up like i can keep it up in short spurts but like i can't constantly do that i have to like i don't know i have my mo like i think we all do where you just have those moments where you just shut down like you're just yeah. like man i can't I'm, it's not working right now i can't I can't sit down and edit. I have to go do something else or something like. So you don't have like a super because it, maybe it's just because I see you on Instagram and like yeah. your live streams a lot. So what about your videos? You're not doing those as often. I try. I I don't have a release schedule. Like I want. There's like there's numbers that I want to hit. I'd love to have them out every two weeks. 
But like, for example, this travel to San Diego, uh, I ended up just spending more time with the family and not wanting to stay up all night editing. And then yeah. when I was hanging out with Alan, it was like, I didn't even really record because I was like, I kind of just wanted to like hang out and meet these guys, you know, yeah, just have a good time. Yeah. So like I didn't do as much as I should have done down there. So I'm a little behind. I've got a trail build video out of Brian's property that's in the works and uh, I've got the footage. I started editing it. It's just like I, I've, then I've been building the shed. So it's like I'm literally working and filming on this all day. And so then I want to sit down and edit the rest of the night. I'm just like, man, yeah. I got to have some time. So like I don't a part of me feels the pressure to release because like, I know that when you release videos, that's how you get subscribers. You have to release yeah, yeah. videos, you know, yeah. like because you see those trends, you see like if you get, you get the, the chart goes, you get the views, then they come down here and then it's this until you release yeah. something like a live yeah, stream, yeah. whatever else. So there's that pressure, but I wish I could. I, there's only so much time in the day. And uh, yeah. so but I don't feel I don't like have a release schedule per se. But I, yeah, I'd love to do them every two weeks. But man, I'm just I'm behind on this one because I'm trying to build this place out. I'm trying to do, yeah. you know, everything else. I got a family, too. So you know how it is. I've been doing a better job at releasing on Patreon than I have on on uh, YouTube. Yeah, I realized that just the other day I was like, I don't know why I'm yelling. Like I, I realized <laughs> just the other day that I was like looking at YouTube and it was like, oh, you haven't put out a video in over a month. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah, and, and then I looked, and it was like four different videos that were on Patreon, and I was like, "Oh, well, that's why I was putting them up there and feeling like I was making content, but uh, it wasn't putting them on the actual internet." It's hard, man, especially when we got to produce content for so many different mediums. Like where I pr yeah. put together, I do a live stream, then I put together clips for IG. It's like it doesn't ever stop, and I feel like everybody in chat understands this because there's a lot of YouTubers in here, like Semi Cindy, Jay, MTV yeah. Rad Dad. These guys all know the same struggle, but like. It's not like you make a video and then it's done. You're taking clips from that and you're promoting it. You're promoting yourself. Then you're doing yeah. That's do live stream. Yeah, when I do when I do live streams, then I, I know. Yeah, <laughs> but you're like when you do the biker bar. I know you're doing clips from those occasionally. I know that you got burnt out on that, but I saw you doing some I recently, tried to, man. I like I tried to like reinvigorate myself recently, and I did for like two or three weeks. I like had them out again, and I was like proud of myself, and I was working through my backlog, and then like ring, ring, ring. it's tough, dude. <laughs> The thing I is, really like, want to re just pay some kid to do it. I don't mind because especially when like there's a good joke that I filmed and I know that it's good and yeah. it hits like I, I just don't know how to get the most eyes on it. Like, for example, we OK, so we did a live stream. I don't know if you probably didn't see the live stream. But we did a live stream at a Sky Park and then we had set up. All right. We were riding downhill all day at Sky Park and then we were setting up the live stream. This is like six o'clock at night. We go live. So it was about five o'clock and pretty much done. Uh, Rad Dad's there. MTV Allen outside. We're all just hanging out waiting to start. And I, I wanted to film this bit. And I was like, I got this idea for filming this like 90s sitcom style bit at the park. Yeah. Yeah. So you saw the clip and the, I knew that it was like, I was like, all right, here's what I want. I want us to like, I wanted to really build up like how we were riding downhill all day and it was super sick. And I was like, there's all these features out here and uh, check out some of the features. And it was like, instead of mountain biking, it was us just enjoying like all the little puppet shows and like all the other yeah. stuff, you know, where it's like a 90s music sitcom. Yeah. And it was really funny. And so that came, we filmed that in 10 minutes, like, boom, yeah. boom. Like literally I was running around with the guys. I'm like, let's go there. Let's go there. And they're like, what about there? I'm like, let's go. We're jumping in stuff, doing all this stuff. And then I yeah. came back, edited it. Like all this happened within 30 minutes. And I threw it in the, the queue for the live stream and was able to get it up. But it was like funny stuff like that, that like kind of elevated it. And then I knew I wanted to make a clip of that and put it up. So like, but yeah, that's stream yard on your live streams. No, I use a uh, stream labs OBS now. So there's more back end. It's a lot harder to handle guests. Like this is so much easier to handle guests. Yeah, I used with. to use OBS too, but like that's why I stopped was exactly the guest thing. This is like super easy for not or for having guests. Yeah, but, it's so easy. Yep. 
Uh, so you just like pre-uploaded the video in there, so it's like all ready to go. Yeah. So I, I basically I have been building scenes in there, and I'm getting better and better with the program. Like that's why I focus heavily on like locally live streams with people now because it's I can produce them really well. Yeah. And, but like it's so hard to do a guest virtually because somebody mentioned it like in the comments of like, what if you had people come in live virtually too? And I'm like, well, then you got to have some sort of wireless monitoring device. Cause when we're doing fireside chats, for example, like we're not, we don't have headphones in because I don't want it to look like, I, I don't want it to look like a broadcast. I want it to look casual in front of a fire. Yeah. And so like, then you're talking like maybe Bluetooth bud sets, which is more budget. Then I don't think like you need that dude. I think, I think you can just use a, a speaker. Cause I mean, I've done plenty of live streams with my, my TV, putting the audio in where i had somebody else talking and the only downside is those roads are omnidirectional any lav mic is generally omnidirectional so this wouldn't pick it up so much as like that would. yeah so maybe i'll come up with a, a, an ideal solution I think you test it. that's that's what it is every live yeah. stream i do i do a different thing and so like every time i learn something new so i'm just evolving it over time yeah. but yeah it's been Video fun it has an ability to load videos that's what i was wondering i, I need yeah. to test that actually it does work because- yeah i've done it before and it, it, it works really well because mm-hmm. I was yeah, thinking I, about doing an intro instead of like just some kind of intro into the podcast where it's just pre-recorded and maybe then I would do like whatever my bit is about um, you know, like, you know, come follow my Instagram, all that stuff I talk about at the beginning. If I get a sponsor or something like that, like they're like could be pre-recorded at the beginning and then just start with the guests like boom we're ready to go yeah i think it's i've done it before before i transitioned from stream uh yard or whatever and it's super easy to do in here it just treats as an element down below you just hit go and it'll and you can even like have you in the corner if you wanted to like remember yeah. i did a while ago i did a bit where i interviewed myself like and basically had a me as a live guest where i pre-filmed it and i did oh, that I in stream yard that. that sounds pretty good yeah where i filmed it and i have a clip on ig somewhere i'll maybe i'll send it but like basically like i used myself in one window and the other one and i was looking at each other i had to it took me a bunch of practices to like look in the right direction to like look at each other but uh-huh. but i did it live on stream and it was pretty good oh that's pretty rad so it's totally possible you just gotta like play around with it for sure yeah 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 it just takes time you know the the more that you do on the channel like what you were talking about earlier it's just you realize how some of these bigger channels end up with this like team of people yeah to like make the channel happen you know where it's like uh i don't know let's just say somebody that's like mr beast you know that's huge like they have editors and camera operators and you know what i mean like yep it's not like him just running around with a camera like holding it out you know selfie style and, and filming and uh you understand how it happens because like what you were saying like the time to take that apart and break down clips and like I really wanted to like maybe start posting some stuff on TikTok, yeah. But but I, I think to myself, it's like how much how much time do you have? Like, like I really need film to be it all a vertically YouTuber, too. It's like totally you know? different from what we normally do. You got to go film yeah. it all vertically, and it, whenever you try to like crop that in, it never looks good. So then you're talking right. about like yeah, you got to go film something totally different for this other platform, which would translate to IG, whatever else. But it's like, man, like again, somebody like, okay. So Kyle mentioned this the other day, we did a, we did the fireside chat and then I uploaded it to Spotify and and Apple and all that stuff. I was like, Hey, if you guys want to go listen to it there, great. And he's like, Oh, I'm sure people are really going to appreciate the part where my mic broke up. I was like, I don't give a shit, Kyle, because everyone's getting free content already. Like how much more work can we give them for free? Like, and nobody complained about it. Everybody like gets what we're doing here, but you know what I mean? Where it's like, what if they complain? Like, I don't care if they complain, Kyle, all this is free for everyone to see. Like, 
Right. Like there is, I'm not getting, you know what I mean? So it's like, uh, there's so much work that we have to go to put into it. It's like, that's a minor inconvenience compared to like, you know, whatever. It's a really fun hobby though. Oh, it's so good. Like, it's like, it, look at, how can you not think about anything else? It's like so fun. I like that, that Downeyville video was literally like, I was having so much fun editing it. Like it reminded me of why I really enjoy it. It was so intricate, but playing around with some of the new tech and the graphics I was working with and all this stuff, like it, I was having a lot of fun. I, and I told, I texted a couple of people beforehand. I'm like, I don't really think this video is going to do great, but like I'm having so much fun putting it together. It doesn't matter because I'm investing in my own education. Like I always tell people before, like if you can learn one thing in each video, a new thing, then you're going to over a year's time frame, you're going to be a light years difference in terms of editing and whatever else. Yeah. And you can look at that Downeyville video I made versus the Downeyville video I made exactly a year ago, and they are nothing alike. And that's something you told me when I made the Yeti gathering video. And I was like, man, this thing's more intricate than I've ever made. And you're like, yeah, but, uh, you're going to look back at this and, and like, you're going to be, it's going to be crappy compared to like, you know what I mean? Like right yeah, now it's yeah. your best. But later on, it's not, it's not even close. Yeah. And you're hundred yeah. percent right. You know, it's really weird. I, I enjoy it though, man. Like, honestly, if yeah, dude, it would be awesome if this thing just freaking blew up and I could quit my job and, and be a rig, like a, a real YouTuber, right? Yeah. Really real one <laughs> you know? really YouTuber now. Yeah, yeah. You know, but if it doesn't play out that way, which judging by my track record, probably not um, like it's it's a fun little side gig man it's like super fun i've met so many rad people i've had so much fun i've documented the shit out of my life oh yeah like, i feel like i could get hit by a bus at any point in time and my grandkids would still know me you yeah. know what i mean like yeah. like my kids would be able to be like hey look watch this one this is the type of bullshit that grandpa used to do yeah <laughs> except for he would bring me with him you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> you know so i don't know that's really fun so. it's totally true when you think about like what what do you consider success and it's like man knowing that like so many rad people know who you are and you met so many new friends is pretty world expanding like just yeah. meaning like somebody said it once was in one of the chats or they're like you know also you're never more than like one viral video away from like tons of subscribers so it's like right. that's partially true look at what bobo's doing he's gained like thirty five thousand subscribers in a couple months doing yeah. changing formats slightly yeah but like just like again, definable success in what you do. It's like is is having this rad network of people that you never would have known had you not started this channel. Is that reward enough? Maybe not. Maybe we want a million dollars too. But like just yeah. like knowing people across the country that are willing to like let you stay at their place or like show you the trail systems or like you can talk yeah. to on a regular basis for that's so cool, man. It's so cool. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to figure out what my niche is. Yeah. You know? Um I'm not sure what it is right now. You know, I I am enjoying the videos that I'm making. Yeah. You know what I mean? But um, I feel like I have to um, come up with some sort of like, this is my thing. This is what I'm good at. You know, like, like basically like Bobo for a long time, I was always saying to myself, like, and to friends, like that guy should be doing sketches and that's it. Yeah. Like there's no reason he should be doing any POV, any kind of a review, any kind of just yeah. sketches and that's it. And that's what he's doing now. And look at him. He's killing it. Yep. Right. And like, I think you're pretty good with the sketches, but man, you're like really killing it too with like your, your like full on 
documentary style, I guess you could say, of like a, a review of a place. Yeah. Like how you did Hoot. I feel like Hoot was like a learning experience for you to do yeah. the Downeyville video. Yep. And um, that video was amazing. Like I honestly was, I have a rough cut edit of like a first timer to Downeyville on my Patreon that people saw. And this is like a couple of weeks ago. And I was like, oh, I need to go back and film some other things that while I was doing the rough cut, I was like, oh, I need some shots of this and some shots of that. I'm going to go back and get that stuff and I'm going to put this video out. And then your video dropped and I'm like, yep, never going to do it. <laughs> like, rough cut is just staying on Patreon because yeah. you just freaking killed it. And I was like, you know, I don't know. I think that's what I've been doing lately with some of my trail videos is kind of taking a step back to like where my roots were. And even though the POV is kind of like, let's just say YouTube POV is dead. I feel like um, being regionally popular is not. And what is really helps people. And I still have people come up and tell me that they're watching my old videos so that they could see some certain trail. Yeah. And, and I'm like, you know, I, I noticed that whenever I would go on rides with people that were new, let's just say I'm taking them down connector like we were talking about earlier yeah and i'm gonna be like at the beginning i'm gonna be like hey this is a roller it's got this and it's got this there's a little punchy part in the middle and like keep that in mind you got a little break on this downhill then it's gonna be a climb you know and like why am i not doing that on my videos yeah. because that's actually what fucking people want to know about the trail when they're like oh i've never ridden auburn before what's that trail like yeah you know and so i've been trying to do that but um I don't know. We'll see. I have a, I really want to start doing a, I'm a, I was going to post this on Patreon for help, but maybe somebody here in the comments or the, the chat later or the chat. Now the comments later can come up with something. I want to do like a, like 90 second reviews. Cause I hate doing reviews and I hate like all the B roll and the different angles yeah. and whatever, but I have a solid opinion on a lot of shit right like that i've bought and things that i've bought and never used things that i have bought and used the hell out of and i was thinking like i hate when i'm on youtube i'm trying to get a review of something and it's like six minutes of them telling you to follow them and then like oh wait my my sponsor's on and then wait oh now there's a video playing then you gotta YouTube. do the pre-roll video of like here's my logo for, yeah, for yeah. 30 seconds like welcome yeah. to the channel okay we're gonna get into the nitty-gritty and then they start talking about oh and oh, by the way don't forget about my shirt and you're like nine minutes into the video they actually tell you something about the product right yep and so i want to do like 90 second reviews where it's just like and and this is kind of what like a uh, hardtail party kind of um inspired me no no like nothing fancy in the background going on in his videos he's just standing there next to his bike rack like talking about this new frame that he got right and his videos aren't super like lots of b-roll and pretty shots and angles and his channel's growing great yep so i'm like do these little like 90 second shorts that are just like um you know, hey, here's this, uh, this, this, you know, this Hero Four that I got right here, and it's still really good. You can pick them up on freaking eBay for you know sixty dollars right now or whatever it is. Get it. You can from four K, and if you need stabilization, buy a Evo SS. Other than that, forget about it. You know, and that's it. You know, like, um, 
something just really quick like that where I could put out those easily once a week. If if anything, social but I media. I want to catch name for it. That's what I'm looking for. We'll come up with something. If anything, social media has taught us is that that is exactly what people want. Like, look at TikTok videos, look at shorts, yeah. look at all this stuff. You see incredible amounts of views on stuff that's just simple and effective and yeah. to the point. It's like, boom, these pedals, they clip in. Here's what yeah. I like them. The spikes adjustable, boom, boom, boom. And I've always been a firm believer, even before I even started any of this stuff, was that content is king. It doesn't matter how well it's shot. doesn't matter yeah. how well it's executed. If you provide something good, even if it looks or sounds shitty, yeah, people will find it and they will like it. Like, yeah. So you could spend tons of money on gear, but you don't need to. If you've got a good creative vision and you can execute it, look at TikTok videos. I mean, they're getting 97 million views because it's just some dude with a cell phone coming up with a creative way to execute a plan. And it's like, dude, content, content, content is king. Always will yeah. be. If you've got something cool to say, even if you had the crappiest mic in the world, people would come check it out. Cause you're like, dude, this guy's awesome. He's funny as hell. Like, or whatever. Like, it doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah. yeah. So I like this 90 second idea where it's like, yeah, no nonsense, no B-roll. Like today we're reviewing this. Boom. Here's what I like. Here's what I don't like. You should go check it out or you shouldn't like, boom, that should be it. Yeah. Like, all right, cool. Like that'd be rad, dude. I think you'd be, and you could film like five at a time and just drop them. Like you said, once a week or something. And you just have a ton in the can. Yeah. I just feel like, yeah. Or even, yeah, whatever it is, you know, I just, there's so many products, man, that they don't really, they don't have enough. There's not enough content to make a real video out of it. Right. Yeah. And then if you do multiple ones, like there's no good way to thumbnail that, yep. you know, where like, unless you're doing like five, five best mountain bike products under $5, you know, like, but even then it's just like, eh, I don't know, man. I, I, I just feel like, uh, I don't know. I don't like doing reviews. I don't. Yeah. And because it's like, it's just like my bike build video. I don't do well with like a billion shots and have like you, you're awesome at that. Like putting it all together. I lose my, my creative interest in it. Yeah. And, um, it, it depends. It, it, it depends on the content. Like if yeah. it's like something you're having fun doing, it's funner. But yeah. like that's, I think that was a recent discovery of mine was that like, and I, I kind of got into a rut, but basically like talking about how the channel's doing, like there was a point where I was like getting too professional with stuff. And I was like, that's not me. Like, yeah. so like really like the come to terms was that like, I did a bike video over at Auburn bike park, but then I, I came to this realization that I'm just going to make whatever the hell I want. And like that, the yeah. Downeyville video was a culmination of that. I had fun to, putting that together. And like, I put it out without the expectation that it would do anything. But yeah. like at the end of the day, I've discovered like I can either try to please everyone and be successful or I can yeah. enjoy what I'm doing. And I I kind of turned that corner. I was like, I'm trying to try to I was really like struggling with trying to like how to make generic videos that everyone in the world would like so that I would get more subscribers. And that was yeah. not the answer to what I wanted to do with this channel. I've discovered yeah. I, I was more important to my sanity was like making stuff that's super fun and I'm having fun putting together and challenging myself on each video and 100%. who knows where it'll go. But that freed me up quite a bit. Like it really helped because I was struggling for a minute there just trying to figure out the next concept that everyone will love. So that that's what will bring all this like that yeah. was the driving force and I, I had to let go of it. Like I had to just be like, maybe it's not that, maybe it's just me digging what I'm liking and make what I like and, and people will come along for the ride, you know? And like that really helped my sanity, honestly. So it's yeah. now it's like, there's no right answer for me. I just, I'm going to make whatever I want. Like, and yeah. you know, that's probably going to screw me in the long run, but whatever. I don't think like, so because I think when you're doing something that you're enjoying, um, that's how you get to be successful. Yeah. And it, that, like I said, that Downeyville video was so fun for me to put together. I really was having a blast putting it together. And so now it's like, 
getting creative with the angles, playing around with music and timing and doing all. And like I said, always trying to learn a new thing on each video and how to implement it. And like, it's always just, it feels, it feels like I'm cheating because when I put a video out, like it was fun for me because I'm learning something, but then like, it's like, ah, these suckers are watching it too. Like, you know, like at the end of the day, it's like cool because it's like almost like going to school. Uh, you, you know, I'm getting like, I'm learning a ton, like just my knowledge base is increasing and then I get to put it out, you know, but like, it's yeah. more selfishly about me, like improving my skill. And that's I think been, I'm like, going to really go out cool. in my backyard and put my drone up about three feet, like maybe six feet up off the ground and just smash that fucker with a baseball bat <laughs> so I can buy one of those Skydios. Because every time I watch your video, that's all I'm thinking about is I can't wait for my drone to die so I can buy one of those Skydios. However, I'm like secretly hoping that my drone lasts long enough for the next version of the Skydio to come out because I feel like they're going to make the, the wings like collapsible. And at that, that point be I'll be like, Oh, that would be the best camera ever. Right. Man, that's the only downside is like, I'm trying to find a new camera bag to be able to fit everything in. Cause you saw my setup on the downy. Yeah, yeah. I had to, I had the hip pack and the backpack and all that stuff. If I could find a situation where I could have the drone and the camera and everything in one, like it's still, it works, but it doesn't, it doesn't fully work yet. But I don't know if there's actually a solution for my problem yet. But dude, yeah. that thing is so cool. Like when I mix in the follow cam with the the rail shots that I got and stuff, like that was arduous as hell. But it's like so fun to play with that too. It's like, oh man, I got that shot. I couldn't believe it. Like, <laughs> like that is so such cool. a fun ride though to be like to get the shots that you did. You got you said you guys were there for like three days. Yeah, that was three runs of footage in a fourteen minute video. Oh, just three runs. Yeah, oh, okay. so three shuttles up, like basically to get that. You guys were just doing one shuttle a day. We did two on Saturday. We did one on Sunday. So Friday oh, was technically like we got into town and we hung yeah, out yeah, and yeah. stuff. But yeah. yeah, two shuttles in a day is a pretty good day. I feel like I could definitely do three, but I think that third one needs to be like not when you're carrying like 20 pounds of extra camera gear, man. It was brutal. No, I'm just hurting. saying like in general, like riding <laughs> yeah. there, like I feel like the third one, though, has to be like everybody's down to just take as much time and like totally. nobody's trying to pedal like for a purpose you know totally yeah because even that second run like towards the end of it i was feeling beat but again i was carrying tons of gear but yeah on a normal run time i yeah. feel like you could haul two runs pretty quick and then third one like you said just be kind of a chill cruise yeah, but I don't yeah. Really, man if you're there for the whole weekend like that's a lot like especially if you're doing i haven't hit second divide in a long time by the way next time i go out there i gotta yeah. hit second divide because i everybody wants to go third divide because it's fast but i'm like i like the i like everything so i gotta i, I haven't yeah. been there to second divide in years I keep telling myself I'm going to do one of those other like trails like Big Boulder or Holly Creek or something like that. And it just keeps not happening. <laughs> yeah. The second divide, I, I haven't ridden in a long time. I know the last time I rode it, it's like Super XC and it just like irritated me because I was like, I'm in Downeyville. Why am I freaking pedaling like this? You know? Yeah. That's what everybody says. I'm in basically. like a different state of mind now than I was then. So it's just tough, you know, because like third divide is pretty damn fun. So. It's too damn cool once you like there's that no no uh no break challenge. It's like you can't make it too far without breaking on that thing. It's it gets oh, fast, man. fast. Yeah. Fast, really fast. Yeah. It gets fast, really fast. Really fast. <laughs> That's funny. I was gonna ask you something that had to do with that, and now I can't remember. Oh, I was oh go ahead. You were talking about like filming things that are super fun for you. What's up with the next like trailhead troopers, dude? I was thinking about that too. I gotta, 
I know the intro. I, I need to script it all out because I feel like there's too much. There's so much pressure because of all the skills that I've gained cinematography wise. Like I need to implement all those in the next one. Like literally, Robert, what we're going to film is we have to make a television episode. And that's yeah. basically what's on my plate. And it's kind of daunting. And I know that we can all work together and like come up with a good we've come up uh, with a basic storyline. I think we need to come up with the scenes and we just need to just we need to put a weekend in like three weeks from now, we need to put it on the books and just do it because that's yeah. the best. That's the only way. Like sometimes I'll forget because I'm working on this other stuff. I think we just need to put pick a weekend where everyone's available and just put it on the books. And then there's the positive well, pressure. You can do scenes though. Like it doesn't have to be all filmed in one day. I know it's really true, especially for what we're trying to do now. Yeah. I was trying to think of, we won't disclose all of this. So I was trying to think of the best location of film where we could have an epic chase sequence too. I was like, dude, we got to have another epic chase sequence at the end. And uh -huh. I was like, where's the best place to do that? Cause East side was perfect for the drone and everything. But, and we did it in one take, we're going to need more takes this time. We're going to need to do like, do it pretty like, we're going to need to do it hoot style on like the final just for the just imagine like the amount of effort that i put into the hoot video is gonna have to yeah. be just the final chase sequence in this episode it's gonna be nuts like this is i think uh, we could probably do like skyline um uh, yeah because like that river whatever that 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 climb is that you do from the golf course up to the actual park like that's pretty open it is and it's a pretty cool view too but like my thought also was like almost Nevada city, be, not for the drone per se, but just as our vehicles are accessible, like being able to, like, if we go to a wrong ride in, we have to bring all the gear in with us. Like the benefit that we had at, at Auburn was being able to get right to the car. And we filmed all those scenes in those, in that one area. Yeah. So thinking about that too, like we'll have to find a way to execute. Yeah, But that. I think I, I guess this is what I'm getting at. Um, first of all, if you guys haven't gone and watched the trailhead troopers video on Colorado kids channel, go check it out. It's kind of like a starship troopers versus Reno 911 and mountain biking kind of episode. It was super fun to make. Really, he did a great job editing it and everybody had a lot of fun out there. And uh, we're ever the day that we filmed that and then after we released the video, everybody was talking about we definitely need to like do this more often. So in my head, I'm thinking if it's more of a show, like we can have like in the office scene and we can yeah. have like i want to i want a station like a station like, yeah yeah we can have like the like like bike some stealing the bike actually from the bike shop yeah right and then the chase scene is like hey let's set up all the cameras and go out and ride oat hill mine and come down that hill you know and it'd be like oh yeah because like as far as an episode goes like the part of it could be shot where we're standing around in auburn yeah. and the downhill chase scene is in some other city that doesn't really matter that it's not like in the same place that we were arguing about like catching bikes some you know it's what a i good mean point. it's a good point so um i think it's a matter of just kind of figuring out what your storyline is and then let's let's shoot that i mean like like anything where it's you and kyle like you and the cops let's just say it that way you know and like any of those scenes can be filmed anywhere. Yeah. They could be filmed in your backyard. They could be filmed at the coffee shop. You know, like they could be filmed at the bike shop. Like, and they could be filmed over like several weeks. Like, hey, it's just you and Kyle and me, and we're gonna have this donut scene. Yeah. You know, and and that's it. So you get that clip and you put it in your spot, and then you can kind of work on it a little bit at a time too. Because man, that must have been like a beast to edit last time 
and we talk about i think we talked about it It was like the the thing was like as soon as i started editing i was having so much fun editing that i just kept going like yeah. you know like sometimes you max out on time you can edit and yeah. stuff but like you guys were all like how'd you get that out so quick it was just because it was again like so much fun so like i know that's yeah. what's going to happen here when we do this next one and like so it's like yeah you're right we just need to put it on the books we need to start planning it out and all this stuff i i'm ready to do it man i'm fucking ready to go although I like you like said the story like honestly if you just did it very vaguely because last time you didn't have anything written no. and i felt like like we you have enough people that could ad lib well yeah there that we kept the direction and i mean there was a few people that were like oh this is not scripted very well and oh yeah the, like, the actors didn't know their lines I'm like yeah. what actors i have less than a thousand <laughs> subscribers you idiot yeah, yeah, yeah. hire actors you dummy <laughs> yeah yeah so i feel and i feel like the more that we play the characters the more we can get into it oh yeah you know so i i um i thought it was fun no, nah, it was it was so fun, man. Yeah, we need to do it. I think it was funny because you were like, "You're gonna regret wearing that leather jacket in the summer." And so yeah. maybe I need. I here's my maybe I need to switch from like a leather jacket to a members only jacket, like as a scene. Why don't you like, get like a leather vest though, like the same color, <laughs> like an Indiana Jones vest or something. Yeah, like, like it would be like, tire pressure pump in here and some stuff. Like I don't know. That would be kind of funny that we could like bag on you about your jacket, like, and you'd be like, "Dude, I just cut the sleeves off, man. Come on." Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> it's gonna be good i know john's gonna be on board he's in here too uh active life 2.0 we gotta yeah, get him yeah. back on the camera i've got multiple cameras now and then the camera that i have now is much more capable too so it's gonna be pretty fun to play with yeah he started giving me some camera envy the last time we were talking i like went all in on my 6600 that ap the sony ap sc i believe the, yeah, the crop sensor yeah 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 and i was like this is gonna be good enough for me and then you start like doing all this shit with your glass and you're like full frame. I'm like, Oh wow. That's, that's definitely better than mine. Oh, sweet, sweet full frame. I will say it like, uh, it is the greatest camera I've ever owned. Uh, it wasn't cheap to do it, but man, oh man, is it fun to play with? And like, I feel, a variable... like I feel I'm not using my camera well enough yet to like warrant it yet though. No, like that still shoots really incredible stuff. And like, yeah, I've got a 6,500 as my backup camera. So that's my like second camera angle. I use that with this one. And then I have the GoPro for the establishing and the live streams. But like I was oftentimes using prime lenses and I found those very limiting, like having a variable lens that's really good has been yeah. helpful because I can get those long shots, those short shots and those like, so when I take that on a trail, it just gets every shot that I need versus being needed to be closer. And it, like, it's yeah. just it makes it so much funner to shoot with because I know I can get the shot. So that's, that's really what it's enabled me to do more than anything is like just yeah. sheer versatility. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, I, I've definitely enjoyed the photography. That's another thing that we need to set up too, that, um, we've done in the past that I think you weren't on the last time, but I think you were actually and Kyle went out, right? Yeah. I did a little photo shoot and there are some other people that I've been talking to recently that were interested in doing it as well. And like, we should set another one of those up go out do a fun ride and um, take some pictures. I think that'd be rad. And, and we can even translate to the like picture slash video sometimes too. be like, Hey, let me show you how I did this trick or how it, like, and that'd be yeah. a cool way to like exchange skill sets. But yeah, the photography side, I used to be more involved with the photography side. I haven't really specialized that in that in a long time. Like I don't even know how to take a picture anymore. Like I know composition, but uh -huh. like in terms of like, especially going into like Lightroom and stuff and actually color correcting for the photo. And like, like these guys like Peter McKenna and stuff make these incredible shots looking look really rad yeah. i just take a picture and take the and put it into something like that's the extent of what i do with a picture now 
Yeah. I kind of miss that. I used to do, I did a black and white photography class uh, when I was in high school. We went to the local community college with my dad and we had to go in the dark room and develop the film and all that stuff. That was actually uh-huh. like really interesting. Like it's funny. It's all those skill sets. Like how many things can you learn at one time? I was telling somebody because we go to Mexico. Try, we try to go like once a year to visit my wife's family out there. They're amazing, but they always give me crap for not knowing Spanish. And I'm like, it's because I'm so busy trying to learn this other thing. I don't have time to fit more things into my head. Like yeah, it's the, yeah. It's a great excuse, but like, man, I can't, I, I was, I started to learn guitar before I started the YouTube channel. And then I was like, I just toss it. Like, I was like, I, it's obviously like, I can't, I can only fit so many things in my brain at one time. Like learning yeah, how to edit and manage and yeah, do your social media and all that stuff. It's like, it's a whole new skill set. It's like constantly, constantly learning. I think running a, a social media channel or whatever you want to call like, cause we're, I mean, we're, we have like different legs to what we're doing i guess you know yeah. I don't know, however you say it like yeah brand a social media brand um it, it's it's it encompasses all your free time so and it'll take more time than you have if you want yeah you know like it if i wanted to i could work on things for my channel all day every day and i could actually work on things for my channel all day every day for like three or four weeks and not even one of those things be for making a video yeah you it's, know what I mean? It's yeah, like, it's crazy how everything just gets just scattered. Like, even if you wanted to take time to develop a shirt again, another shirt, yeah. like there's the design process, there's the source, like there's the more, yeah. like that's hours of the day, like that it could have been spent editing or could have, like, so there's no way to singularly focus on just videos, unfortunately, because yeah. there's so many other, we, we all get pulled apart from different directions. Then like, oh, I got to go film. And then when you film all day, it's like, dude, I don't know if I want to go edit tonight. Like I, I've, yeah. I, I can't spend 12 hours of work in a day sometimes. It's like, yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, yeah, you got you got to just manage the time, and it's like, man, it's it's always tricky. The thing is, is I'm a person that likes to be busy, and I do well under pressure, and um, I feel like that's what my channel has afforded me. It just took me a while to learn how to like, like, handle it and like manipulate it, it well. You know, where yeah. it's like use that pressure and that like thing that I always have something to do when I need it and be able to turn it off and that's really what i've learned how to do in the last like year is you know what not doing a biker bar this weekend because i'm yeah. gonna go camping with my buddies and fuck it you know yeah. it's like this isn't paying the bills and even if it was i still need to have sanity yeah. you know of like who i am and what like my own life experience and stuff like that and uh if i allow myself because i'm like I get over like over enrolled into things like I would I would stay up here and edit and work on shit and never like talk to people and you know what I mean? Like yep. like and that's not what I want to do. So I, I've I feel like I've like even though this is a side thing, like my work life balance of my social media presence has gotten way better, like way more roped in this year where I'm like I don't need to film every ride. I don't really care about filming every ride. I don't really care if my videos come out every week, every other week. I try to shoot for every month. And sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm going to do every two weeks. And sometimes I'll do that for a little bit. And sometimes I won't. But what I've been doing the most, though, that I do like is um, just these Patreon only ones that that I've been creating because because I don't put a lot of like editing expertise into it. Yeah. It, it's kind of like my videos whenever I first made, started where yep. I can go do a ride and I can like cut it into the fun parts 
and throw a thumbnail up and then I give it to the guys on Patreon and it's just there. Yeah. And it's not like, you know, it's like that same thing I'm talking about. You don't have that pressure of like yeah. trying to appeal to the mass audience yeah. and that all of a sudden it's funner. <laughs> like it's like, yeah. oh, you're not trying to come up with this concept that everyone yeah. will love and everyone will subscribe to. It's yeah. like, let me just go put this thing out that I know people like. And it's like, right. oh, that's way easier. <laughs> and that's why I've been doing it for Patreon because it's like, because I've been, because you know, I ride a shit ton now. Dude. Oh, yeah. Like yep. I'm riding all the time. So it's like, it's really easy for me to put a GoPro on any one of those rides and just have a good time. And like, yeah. it's fun for the people on Patreon. And it's not a video that's gonna be on YouTube ever. You know, where some guys are like, you get Patreon exclusive videos, but it's really just rough cuts, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, like, and that's cool. I'm not saying anything's wrong with that because I do the same thing. But these are like videos that are actually just there and that's it. Yeah. You know? And I, yep. I think that that's cool. And I don't know, man. It's my, it, it's fun to do. It's fun to make those videos where it's just like you do the ride the next day you can go through the edit in like two hours and you're like, sweet, that was fun. Right there yeah. it is. You know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like the shed video I did was actually, I put together pretty quick other than filming the process as it was going up, yeah. putting it together was pretty quick. I did that one fast. I did it like maybe in a night and yeah. I was like, I told the wife, I was like, come here and check this is super professional. Check this out. Like, and it came together really well. And I put it out and like the company yeah. I sent, I reached out to them on Instagram. I sent them the video. I was like, Hey, like, this is cool. I'm really digging your product. Like this has been awesome. This is kind of what I did with it so far. And they, the social media person was like, Oh, I love this. Like, and so she's like, can I share this on our social media? Can I put it here? Can I send it out in our newsletter? I'm like, yeah, do whatever you want with it. I don't, like, yeah, it's, yeah. it's rad. And so like, come like to find so, out. do I get a discount? Yeah. Yeah, refund like 20%. Yeah. <laughs> God, dear God. Yes. Uh, but come to find out, talk with her. The owners of the company are two professional mountain bikers. They're professional oh, wow. racers. So I was like, oh, that's a cool relationship to have. So as I'm working on the latest video for this, like I've been filming everything and it's going to be this net. The one I actually do that's going to be the full build out will be my MTV crib style breakout hit. Trust yeah, me. Yeah. That's um, the one. But, uh, you know, it's going to be cool because like then I'll send that to him and all that stuff. But it's like it's coming together well. And it's a fun little project that pertains to a lot of the stuff that we do in terms of like how to build out sound dampening and in production stuff. So it's been cool. And uh, yeah, that was a fun little edit that I could put together quick. So realizing they don't all, always need to be these fully intricate, like, you know, 40 hour yeah. editing builds and rides and all this stuff. So now like thinking of all the sub stuff that I could do. Yeah, my, my weight loss videos, uh, that the weight loss vlog videos went went together really easy too. It would usually be like, because I would just be recording little clips of like, hey, I stood on this scale today or whatever. Or sometimes I would just go and sit out in the garage and like record whatever I wanted to say and then turn that into a video, right? Yeah. With some B-roll and stuff. And uh, um, those went together really fast. And they were always like, there's something about like, going out and recording something and sitting down and editing it and being done like with a finished product, like within like a couple of hours. Oh, that's so nice. It's like, so like, uh, like it just feels really good. Yeah. Like you're like, Oh wow. That was like, like it feels productive or I don't yeah. know what it is, but you're just like, I had this idea a couple hours ago and now it's on the internet and you're like, that, that was fun. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's totally true. It's funny. It's like, Oh man, like versus like sitting on a video that like, this video I'm working on right now, which is like the build video over yeah. Brian's property. It's like this, we filmed this over a month ago because like he's unveiled, he hasn't unveiled stuff that's in the video yeah. yet. So yeah, I'm yeah. like, I don't want to be the guy to unveil this stuff that should be unveiled in your channel. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's not like I'm going to have some like big, so, 
it's not like I'm gonna have some big impact on him. Like yeah. he didn't really, he doesn't really care. But I was like, dude, I want you to announce the name. I want you to, like, I don't want that coming out in my video. So if he's not gonna get to it, I might just bleep it out and be like, you gotta go see Brian's video to see the real name of the place right. and all this stuff. Cause right. I don't want to be the guy to announce it. Well, they have a bunch of stuff too going on up there. Like I totally know what you're saying. Yeah. Cause Aaron said a few things to me and like I've been up there and seen some of the stuff that they're doing. And so it's like you, in one hand i was like man i'd like to come up and make a video up here but i'm like well i guess i gotta wait till like they establish whatever things that they're doing you know yeah so but i don't know we'll It'll be, it's it gonna goes. i think in general it's gonna be a really fun thing for all us locally because it's gonna be it's all in our backyard yeah and we can have a hand in it and like we can all come up with cool trails and like i know brian wants people to come up and document and like yeah so imagine like bcpov coming out and building features because i don't know how to build features so that would be cool if he came out and built the wooden features you know and like i could just treat that as a class i would just go watch him build and learn yeah like so that to me is super fun and interesting to seeing people from across the country come in and one we get to hang out with them but two yeah. like learning skills from everybody seems like a really cool opportunity and like it's in our backyard and we can all maybe hopefully have a hand in it. And like, that's really cool. It's like a, it's yeah. like our community coming together and that's I super think rad. I'm going to say this to anybody that hasn't gone out and built a trail legally or illegally, however you want to go about it, go do it. Like yeah. it totally changes a lot of how you like look at mountain biking and for a good, in a, in a good, good way. Like a it really, really does. Yeah. It really like, does. Yeah. I, um, I totally go through like rides now and I'm like, man, this builder freaking dialed. Like, <laughs> yep. like how did they make this climb feel like I'm going downhill? You know, you're like, yep. like, like whoever cut in, you know, Rockville pretty well. Yep. Like, like, uh, what is that? Uh, middle mystic that's on the backside of the hill there. Yeah. That's like, you go over the little wooden bridge to climb back up. Like yep. if you came down, like usually I come down lower mystic and then go back up middle. Yep. And somehow middle mystic doesn't feel like you're climbing at you're all. Right. You're right. Like there's yep. like two little punchy spots where you're like, Oh, get over this rock, but it's kind of fun, you know? Yeah. And then you're like, Oh wow, I'm at the top. How did I do that? Right. Like, like that's fucking amazing. You know, or you'll be going down some downhill and you'll like cut some turn. And you'll be like, ah, oh, they should have widened that one out a little bit. Yep. You know? Like, yep. You know? Totally true. And now you're like, oh, I see what they did here. They didn't get it. Yeah. Like, like after doing the trail building stuff, I've gained a new appreciation for like Downeyville, for example, riding there again for the first time since last year or whatever. And now I've yeah. done some drill build days. I was like, man, some of the stuff they did, the way they designed that trail system is incredible because like you start off with an easy warm up lap that is some, there's some pedaling involved, which yeah. some people don't like, but I like it because it gets your legs warmed up. Yeah. You're, you're tackling a couple easy berms, yeah. some little, little minor bits of chunk, but before you hit butchers, it's really kind of tame, but yeah. it is your warm up lap. And then yeah. you jump into butchers. Okay. You throw a little bit more gnarly, you get a few more pieces of chunk, a couple of stream crossings. You're like, okay, there's still some pedals. Okay. Yeah. Then you hit that little, the ravine. Yeah. And once you hit the ravine, then you're, 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 it's on. Like after yeah, that, yeah. you're thrown into it. And it's like, dude, without that stuff before it, if you just started with that, like, I like that little, the way they pace that ride. And then after you hit third divide, which is maximum speed, then you hit first divide, which is kind of a calm XC relax, get yeah. back out in the zone and you get back into town. It's like, it's like the perfect sandwich, you know, like yeah, it just yeah. really just gives you the right of everything. And just it, the, the intensity is all right in the middle. It's like a, a good movie, good plot, right? Like you have well, the, even at the very end of first divide, they still give you like a kind of fun downhill. Like yeah, they it's do. not as fun as everything else that you've ridden, but yep. it's like fun enough that you finish and you're like, dude, high five and fist bumping. So cool. You know, it's like, it's so, 
So it's not like, like if you pedaled out on first divide, like, like to where the road is, for example, yep. and then that was the end of the trail, like you're not fist bumping at that point. Yeah, exactly. You know, exactly. But you, you have that little bit of like, I don't know, it's probably like 300 yards of downhill at the end, you know? And it kicks you out into town yeah. too. It's like, yeah, you're like, yeah. Yeah, you're <laughs> like, this is rad. Yeah, so. That's man, I, I really appreciate the way they design that. It's like, man, not a lot of people can do that. That full crescendo of like, just, yeah. just the perfect amount of everything. I think it's like, man, seeing that it's like, just so cool. But yeah. yeah, you're right. Once you do a trail building and you get absorbed with it, because I know that's one of the things you talk about when you started building trails, like, man, you really do get fully involved. I remember I was going, I went up to Brian's probably like four weekends in a row. My wife hated yeah. me, but like, I just was so having so much fun, like just doing the physical manual labor and having fun yeah. and learning stuff. And yeah, you get involved building something and it's like, you that can't trail that away. I was building last year was like, you were there like, all the time, like three yeah. days a week, at least, weren't you? Three and four days a week. I was going out there. Like we were going out after work working until the sun went down and then riding back with lights you know to like and it, and it was just uh yeah i got the bug and honestly i'm I'm kind of stoked the way that the the weather is here yeah that it's so ridiculously hot right now that like building out there or anywhere in this area right now is like there's no way you're just not going to do it it's brutal so then it gives you like this like whole summer spring summer fall time that you're like nope don't care yeah not at all not even a little bit but then it's like building up it's kind of like like ski season you know like in my mind yep. i'm like oh i know november is coming soon and it's gonna start raining and i'm gonna be like i'm gonna get back out there and like there's some plans i got some plans i know what i want to do you mm -hmm. know <laughs> so right on man holy shit two hours flies by real quick doesn't it yeah yeah yeah, it was yeah, a lot of fun, man. Yeah, super cool. I'm glad we could jump in tonight, man. Uh, Jay's talking about hitting Rockville. That's always a good choice. I love Rockville. And sometimes I forget that, like, Rockville is basically the equal distance for me to, like, Granite Bay. It's 45 minutes. But, like, when you hit the wrong traffic, it's an hour and 25 minutes. So it's like, yeah. if you have perfect no traffic, Rockville is equal distance to Auburn for me. Or maybe, yeah, it's about the same. Because, like, Probably. and I forget that. I always think Auburn's closer. But you're like, dude, Rockville's a straight shot, basically, right down the freeway. Whereas Auburn, I got to cross Watt. And it sucks and nobody yeah. in chat cares about my inconveniences but i'm just here to tell you it sucks i usually do rockville uh midweek so like oh yeah tuesdays or thursdays so if you ever want to go let me know sweet um i uh i work in davis so i don't know how oh, yeah, i'm nice. not always in the office but it's real easy then because i'm like 15 minutes closer you know all of a sudden that's yep. like a deal break or deal like a deal sealer you know and honestly, that bridge is the the most of the time where the traffic is. So you've already bypassed the bridge yeah. or the uh, whatever they call that. I forget what they call it. Yeah, the causeway. Causeway. There you go. Yeah. Once you bypass the causeway, that's most of it. Because that little, that little, all the yeah. freeways combine right there and it screws everybody up. I'm sure you guys in chat really care about our traffic problems. Right. But that's right. one thing I discovered going back to Southern California, by the way. As soon as I, as soon as I started driving through LA and you talk to people there, they talk about traffic like we talk about the weather down there they're basically like oh yeah i took the 405 to the 803 and it's like that's how they talk like when yeah. they come into work they discuss their traffic instead of like us when we come oh man it's supposed to be like 80 out today it's gonna be great this it's the same thing they just talk about traffic that way it's so weird and it's it happens immediately right when you get down there like oh how was your drive i was like oh, i was fine i took 405 to whatever like oh you should have taken the 203 to the 422 and that would have got you yeah. over to like it's jesus they have some really shitty traffic down there. So. Oh, it's the worst. It, it reminded what, what me. What a way to back wrap why. up a mountain bike podcast. Start talking about traffic. Good job, Joe. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Sorry. 
It just reminded me why I never want to move down there again. That's why. That's all. Yeah. I, that's the only reason I brought it up. Yeah, definitely. I um, <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about there. It's definitely a little little uh, outside of my comfort zone. Too much traffic. But yeah, it's the worst. It takes your life on. away. It we need to get together your life. Ride, let's, huh? let's, get, let's definitely get together and ride. Yes, I'm down. I haven't. I was meant to go ride today, but I spent all day laying black tarp to lay the gravel down for the studio shed. So yes, uh, I need to go ride this week. The kids are out of town, so let's do an after work ride. Let's do that. I put in, I put in like 35 miles on the American River Trail today. Oh, nice! Somehow, I accidentally got myself into. Do you need to go? By the way, no. I'm okay. Good. If I start ranting, next thing you know, we're gonna be gone another 15 minutes, right? Yeah. Uh, somehow, like. A week ago or two weeks, I think it was a week ago. I like looked at my Strava and it, and it was telling me how many miles I've ridden that week. And it was like, you rode 90 miles. And I was like, oh, dude, I need to do another ride so I can do 100 this week. And I didn't realize how I was fucking up when I, when I did that. Because then this week, it's like Saturday, I looked down at my Strava. And I'm like, oh, dude, I'm like only at like 50 miles. I need to hit 100. And so, so it's like, well, I know I'm going mountain biking tomorrow, but that's only going to be like 15 miles. I'm like, shit, yeah. I need to do like 35 miles to hit hundred. So now apparently I've made some kind of hundred mile a week goal for myself. And, um, so that's what I'm doing. <laughs> oh, my writing schedule sucks so bad right now. It sucks so bad. I spent the following weekend before going to SoCal. I just, I just put a, sh I was a shut in and I was editing the Downeyville video. So I didn't ride at yeah. all. I just never even left the house. Uh, that's the only way that video was getting done. And then the weekend after that was all family stuff. So I rode Tuesday and Wednesday out down in SoCal. And then I meant to go ride this weekend and it's already, the weekend's already over. I don't know what happened. Yeah. I don't know what happened. I've been outside all day, just like working on the shed and trying to build all that. So I just, but man, your fitness level seems to be really good. How do you not ride that sporadically and stay in shape for riding, dude? Do you work out, know. or you just like somehow naturally carry the fitness well, or I, I, it carries over? Like I, if I hit it hard for a while, it carries over well. I'm gonna start losing it soon if I don't, though. So I do like kung fu during the week and stuff, but it's not regular enough. I just need to yeah. I need to get out. Like man, I wish I was in the same fitness I was when I came back from Colorado, riding eight nine days in a row at elevation, just big rides. Man, yeah. I've never been so fit. Woo, baby. Yeah. yeah, I um, I definitely put a lot of miles in, so. But, but I think I put so many miles in that my legs are like toast all the time. Yeah. So I very seldomly am like, oh man, I feel amazing today. Like maybe that's <laughs> it. I've got two week rest periods. Maybe it's really just building up my core right. muscle strength. <laughs> <laughs> two week rest periods. Yeah. I will dude. say like doing the trail, but so I wasn't riding per se, but doing out, doing trail building stuff, you know how physically demanding that is. So that's, yeah, that's yeah, partially totally. like you're in good shape if you're out there building trails, man. Like it, it gets you, it kicks your ass. Yeah. And where I was building at last year was like a good 1500 foot climb of like really shitty climb. You know how that flags to that. Or, Whoa, almost said it. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know how that climb is out there. And, yeah. uh, uh, it blows balls, man. And um, I definitely was in really good shape from riding out there so much. Oh, yeah. So I will say, like, I love that climb because it eliminates rookies from dying out there. Yeah. Like, if you get if you got to hike your bike up there, you should not be there. Like, if you can make yeah. that climb, then you can be considered maybe possible to not die. Like, so I, there. I was talking to some guy on the trail the other day about that um, trail that were that I built. And it's just some random guy. I was like, oh, you, you're riding over there? Yeah, yeah. Do you ride this one? And they're like, no, it's not done yet. 
And I was like, I love that that trail's so janky that <laughs> yeah. people think it's just not done. They're like, that trail's so fucked up. There's no way that this is actually complete. No, that's oh. actually the way it, it's supposed to be that bad. That's great. Yeah, it's supposed <laughs> to be scary, man. It is. Like, like You get a little intimidated on certain sections for sure. Yeah, there's spots like that waterfall spot on that trail. Is still, I'm petrified of that thing. I already crashed on it once and I only tried it once. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought I had it like all wrapped up because I had done it a handful of times. I was like, all right, yeah, this is like, I, I'm good. And then I screwed up one of my like entrances and flipped over the bars and kind of like landed on my butt right at the top of the waterfall. Yeah. And ever since then, I can't talk myself into like going down it. And uh, I, but that's like the thing that I, that's why I love riding out there is because it's so difficult. It's really the only place that I can go that's close that like, pushes my skill set yeah it's a great you know point I, mean? I almost forget it about it sometimes and i don't know why i do but you're right it's like there's there's very few places that are local that can challenge us it's always a two and a half hour drive away or something yeah. but yeah this is something that's just pure gnarliness and it's like oh yeah it is it sure is and all the trails in that area are that way yeah it's not like just the one that i took place in you know what i mean like yep. they're all yep. like oh yeah you're gonna get worked man like on the <laughs> climb and the descent you know? <laughs> like, yep. so right on man so moral of the story everybody out there go build some fucked up trails that way everybody can have fun and 100 <laughs> percent. you know so right on sweet dude well i had a great time chatting with you i would normally ask somebody at this point in time what youtube channels they like to watch have you seen anything recently you know what my new favorite channel is by the way it's just, uh. it's a it's a site called practical engineering on youtube and it is the coolest thing. Okay, it's called Practical Engineering. The guy is just very plain. He's like a uh, like a social. No, what do you call that? Like not a social engineer, but somebody who designs roads and stuff. He must have a history in it because uh -huh. the channel is basically he'll say, for example, the Oroville Dam failure, and he'll sit down. He's got the report, and he'll break it down in a very manageable fashion and say, "This is what happened with the spillway that that." failed at Oroville Dam, or this is what a culvert does, or this is how, this is why oh, yeah. the roads are engineered in a certain way, or like, and it's all this really useful stuff that you look outside, you're like, oh man, I didn't even think I needed to know that. But then you watch it and you're like, that is really interesting. Like the idea of a right. culvert and how the angle works and all this stuff. And I'm like, I could watch those all day long and who would have thought, but now that I started jumping into them, like they're really interesting. He did one recently on the collapse of that giant satellite dish out in mexico or whatever that big one that was in a bunch of movies oh like yeah Gold, goldeneye film there you remember that yeah. or whatever and so that, that one collapsed it completely collapsed and they got it all on camera and like oh, wow. so they finally got the report out as to what the structurally why it failed and all this stuff and he does a uh -huh. really cool video on it and it was and they got some of the footage in there from the line snapping it's incredible what's so it called that, again it's called practical engineering Practical and, and uh i have been i really like that channel it's it's been something that i just really have been fun watching right on i, I have been watching right. I, I just like opened up my youtube and just kind of like what have i been looking at lately yeah and uh i i watched a bunch of that like video or like people's runs from that red bull thing that was going on recently what was that hardline or something like that yeah did you see any of those no not yet oh my god just like insane these like professional riders are like amazing there's this one guy though i was watching his run i think he was the guy that won it and he's like there this has like you know typical red bull like like 
90 foot road gaps, you know, yeah, and like yeah. they're like in the air. You're like, that guy has wings. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Red Bull. Okay, yeah. Oh, wait, yeah, Red yeah. Bull gives you wings. Yeah. You know, and like, but like at one point, he like screwed up this rock section and you can see his feet are off his pedals, like, like kind of shimmying his bike through this rock section. Yeah. And he's like jumping back on his bike and like a second and a half later, like, dropping off the side of this thing and floating through the air for like five seconds and you're like how do you go from being so like off your pedals and feeling like you're probably gonna die to like oh, just jump down this cliff you know <laughs> yeah yeah these guys are nuts man it's yeah. one thing like i've never paid attention to is like the professional racing circuit and i was talking to alan about it because he's like really involved with it he knows the he's like you know this guy right i'm like i don't know any racer like you've talked about this before how you ran into people you didn't know were professional racers but i thought like all right i i say that i'm not into it but maybe i've just never been exposed to it which also leads me to the point like how was youtube or something never ever suggested a video to me like on facebook cruising through like oh latest mountain bike race like they're marketing to the wrong people because i have not right. once I felt like i had a pop-up that say like oh check out the latest race yeah. but like i feel like it's an element of the sport that also still brings a lot of people in like an incredible amount of people in the sport and like yeah. and maybe it's a different side of it but maybe I should learn a little bit because like maybe uh, who knows, maybe I would be stoked on it. I've never really learned the racers. I've never seen a race. So maybe, the, maybe I yeah. should at least try it and check it out yeah. because like, I don't think I've ever, I was like, where do you even watch the races? Like, I don't even know how to like, again, how are they marketing? Because if I don't know how the, how to watch the races and I'm a right. mountain bike YouTuber, what the hell are they doing wrong? Yeah. So like, what's going on over there in their marketing department? Where, what's going on? But like, I think I got to check it out one of these days. I, I, I was hoping to make it to the Mammoth Bar Enduro because that sounded pretty rad. To, like, but I don't yeah. know about I don't know about standing in a spot and watching people ride by me. It doesn't sound that intriguing. But maybe just like hanging out and talking with everybody would be pretty fun. Yeah, I kind of forgot that that was going on that day. I almost rode up there or went up there to ride, and then uh, somebody reminded me last minute, so I ended <laughs> up going out to like Salmon Falls and riding out there. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I I don't know. I I think like. I don't know if I want to see a race on trails that I like to ride all the time. I kind of want to see like somebody go through some shit that I can't ride. You know? I know it's true, but then you look at like uh, uh, Dial Health, uh, Derek Teal's video on East Side, where he's yeah. like just road going through it, or like Jay's probably got some gnarly yeah. footage from his race time there, uh, and he said he's coming out soon. But like, dude, when you see these guys do something on a trail that you ride all the time, you're like, oh, I, I can't even do that. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I can't even think about doing that. Like, maybe there's something to that. Like, because you could, because there's yeah, they're sending true. stuff that's crazy, and you're like, I didn't even think that was a line. Like, right. when you go down Confluence and you see that jump over the ravine, I'm like, nope, never gonna do that and these guys yeah. like max rides bikes and stuff just no problem sending it yeah, through like right trail over the ravine Peaks, watch trail peaks videos in auburn you're like yeah i'm not doing it right yeah no i'm not doing any, <laughs> any of this right i'm like yeah. walking my section and they're like can you get back on your bike here i'm like no it just <laughs> it looks a little scary on the left i just i don't know i don't know sweet all right man well hey dude i really appreciate you taking the time to kind of get on the, the bike bar and chatting with me for sure as as a as usual, it's always a good time. Time goes by quickly. Any of you guys that um, have enjoyed the show, hit the subscribe button. Those of you guys that are uh, listening to the podcast, thanks for tuning in. Write us, write a review if you can. Like if it's a good one. If it's a shitty one, you probably don't have time for it. You shouldn't do it. Yeah. Um, so, but if you enjoyed this and you're watching on YouTube, hit the thumbs up. That's always good. And like I said, if you're listening to this after the fact, leave a comment. Honestly, it's fun to come back and, and chat with people about things on the show. So even after the fact, so don't feel like just because you're not watching it live, you can't, you can't join in on the fun mm -hmm. and uh, 
one other thing that I, oh man, aside from my nose itching right As now. As a side note, while you scratch your nose, one yeah. of the funnest things I find to do when you go rewatch a live stream on YouTube is the comments are still there. So you can actually go yeah. watch the comments real time. And sometimes that's fun. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I, I leave those on. So some people turn yep. them off. So no, I, I keep on too. Yep. On, so. Hey guys, remember one thing, if that's the only thing that you remember today, it only takes a bike to be a biker. So, uh, oh man, I forgot to put my little thingy up. See, now I got to start all over. Remember one thing, guys. <laughs> it only takes my little thingy. What am I doing here? <laughs> Next thing you know, I'm going to be like, if you do do something, oh, he said do do. Do do. <laughs> it only takes a bike to be a biker. Get out and be one.